Hi, and welcome to the Alliance of Survivor Game podcast. I'm Ryan, the host slash game runner of Alliance. Join me as I talk to the seventh place finisher of Nexus Park, Bramblecat, about finding the time to sink into an org and putting challenge strength first in the pre-merge. This is the first part. I'm joined today by the seventh place finisher of Alliance Nexus Park, the fifth member of the jury, and the winner of the viewer favorite award at the end of the season, Bramblecat. Hi. Hey. It's lovely to have you. It is great to be here. I'm looking uh, forward to this. Yes. Uh, I think, you know, being the viewer favorite, obviously you have a ton of support <laughs> in the community as a player and person and i think a lot of people are are going to be really interested to hear all of your thoughts and feelings and and whatnot well we'll we'll see how much i have to say hopefully (laughs) hopefully not too much or too little but i don't know we'll see what happens yes all right so i guess the best place to start um is with your application uh (laughs) i was looking over it a few minutes ago and um, I had forgotten about some of this, but uh, one of the questions on the form asks, you know, what your familiarity with Survivor is and orgs and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, You mentioned having watched it back in the very beginning in the early 2000s. Yep. Uh, Mm -hmm. What drew you to the show? What was, you know, what was your kind of fascination and interest in it? Um. Well, honestly, I think my wife was into it. I think that that, she had been watching it, and then I kind of caught on um, (laughs) when we got together. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, I liked it. I like it was a a fun game. I enjoyed the competition of it. I enjoyed the strategy of it. It was a really different game then, right? Sure. Um, Survivor has has really evolved since since those early days. Um, And I think that was that's one thing that was interesting for me in this game sort of overall was like, I think I had a really sort of antiquated idea of how these games work um, because I hadn't seen any recent survivor, not really. And so, uh, you know, I was coming from a, from an early two thousands perspective of how survivor is run um, and how it's played. And, and yeah, that had its ups and its downs in the season, but I don't know. It's, you know, it's a fun show. I've started watching it again. Uh, I don't normally manage to watch it exactly when it's on, but I do watch it normally. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you also mentioned um, uh, an anecdote when you remember watching the finale of one of the seasons <laughs> in 2005 um, on a night in between the night of your wedding, a day of your wedding, and then leaving for the honeymoon the next day. Yeah. Yep. This was back when yeah. they had the finales on Sunday, too, I believe. It was, yeah. yes. And uh, so we got married on a Saturday, actually. Yeah. And then, you know, had the party that night and whatever. The next day, we had sort of scheduled to just hang out. We were in a hotel in Atlanta and just scheduled to hang out. And then we were leaving for St. Kitts the next, like, more morning, early, early, early. Like, you know, had to be at the airport by 5 a.m. or some absurd time. <laughs> and... um yeah, but that night we stayed up to watch the entire finale of that season. That was a good season too, if I remember. Nice. Correctly. Uh, yeah, that would have I been. Don't know. 
would have been like 9, 10, 11, one of those seasons in that range, I think, based on the year. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, we we were committed. And, <laughs> you know, back during that time, like, if you missed it, it was a lot harder to get a hold of. Right. Right? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like we could just be like, yeah, we'll watch it when we get home. <laughs> no, no, yeah. It's a lot more convenient these days. Um, so, so easy to get get a hold of an episode for if sure you missed it yep uh okay so survivor some some familiarity with with uh, classic survivor uh and so in terms of orgs uh i believe you you said that you've never played a game like this before but bread talks about them rather incessantly was your phrase yes <laughs> That is accurate. Yeah, no. I mean, he, he always had. Like, he, you know, he had been in the, to sort of the community for a while at that point mm -hmm. um, and loved talking about them. And I will say that the rest of us kind of were like, okay, that's that's cool that you're into that. And maybe you should do your homework. Um, so, yeah, yeah. He had he talked about them a lot. I didn't really get it. Um I will say there was a point when he had said, hey, there's this podcast um, when was talking about TBA, right? Um, and they talk about me on it. And I was like, well, okay, I could kind of <laughs> listen to that. That sounds cool. So I had listened to a little bit of like TBA, but it's so I only knew him. So there was no there was no context for what I was listening to. Right. Um, but it did mean that I'd heard of a handful of people in the community. You know, just from listening to that podcast while organizing my office. <laughs> so, okay. Th so then, when when was where was the line when you went from this is a, a hobby my son has to I might want to play something like this? Um, I don't know. Sometime in the middle of Nexus Park. Um, <laughs> after you'd already started playing. <laughs> after I'd already started playing, right? I mean, you know, he came to me and he was like. You know, I think you'd really enjoy playing this. Um, are you interested? And I, I knew how much time he spent on these games. I mean, I didn't. I actually didn't know how much time. I knew he spent a lot of time on these games. I did not realize. And even the, even my, my underestimation still felt like it was going to be too much time and too much effort. And plus, I don't actually like people all that much. Um, <laughs> And so, you know, but he kept asking and I, you know, despite all those things, I really like games, right? I really like competition. I really thought that thing sounded fun. Um, and, you know, if I could show him up, that would be pretty great, too. <laughs> so he asked and and then, of course, the other piece was like, whose teenage son is like, hey, come into my online world. That's cool. Um, mm -hmm. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. 16-year-olds do not do that. Well, 14-year-olds don't do that. And uh, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't turn that thing down. I felt like I would let him down if I said no. So I said yes, despite my better judgment. And um, yeah, and then at some point during the game, I was like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. Um, well, good. Yeah, uh, so you talk you talk about the time commitment. Um, that's that's a very very 
a high barrier <laughs> to mm-hmm. entry um, on your application. You know, you, you were fairly available on the weekends. On weekdays, you only really gave yourself about a four-hour window in the evening. <laughs> um, which, you know, as a an adult working, I get it. Uh, <laughs> makes yeah. sense. Um, but, uh, man, uh, especially being able to look back on it now, just the the volume of things that you can really put uh-huh. and, and devote tor- time toward. Um, eat, like, you know, especially if you look at just like Bird and Darcy's t- conversations with each other <laughs> encompassed yep. more time than your availability initially allowed for. Uh, for sure. And that's not even factoring in the other six to ten other people you're talking to, the challenges you're participating in, the strategy, tra- strategizing, the voting, the playing ski ball, the exploring the sub channels, uh, a million other things. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I what uh, I guess from a, from a sort of macro perspective, like what was <laughs> how did you kind of because um, I, I guess I would correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I would say that you kind of slowly allowed yourself to uh, succumb more to all of these time sinks as the game went on. Yes. How, yeah, what was that? that yeah. What was that sort of transition and, and sort of thing like for you? Yeah. I mean, you know, part of it is like, yeah, I work at, I work in an office behind a computer. My time is generally not all that scheduled. So it was really easy for me to, um, at at whatever point the game became, which was honestly fairly early, um, at whatever point the, the game started to absorb me completely, yeah, I, I just ignored work. And I'm going to pray that nobody <laughs> I work with ever listens to this. Because, you know, there is definitely truth to the fact that, like, during that time period, I let everything slide. Right. I, all sorts of stuff. Now, luckily, I'm a tenured full professor. Right. What are they going to do to me? Um, but but, but at also, the same time, you're a tenured full professor. Great. Like, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Both of those things. And I have kids and they were not driving yet at the time. And I had to get them to their things. Um, you know, I know we'll I know we'll be traversing our way through later, but. That kind of first weekend, I was in Nashville at a swim meet with Red. Mm-hmm. Um, I the end of that first challenge, I was literally driving. There's a point when I turned him and I'm like, I'm gonna have to pull into this rest area because I need to check in on the Ferris wheel, right? Because <laughs> um, I have responsibilities here. Luckily, it was him, and I will say I was very grateful that um, that it was just him and me for that particular challenge because my wife would have lost her shit, right? She, she would have been like, you are completely, you've fallen over the edge. And she also wasn't around when I got voted out, which I was grateful for because I cried for three days. Hmm. So, uh, uh, and, and she also would have thought I'd lost it at that point. But, um, yeah, this game slowly took over my entire world. I mean, for real. So it was, way more absorbing than I ever imagined it would be. And luckily I've got some time flexibility. Um, 
I still don't think my sleep schedule's back from it, honestly. Oh, the orgs have totally changed like how I <sighs> how I sort of time my sleep. It's mm. A thing. Mm. Yeah, but but I think the reason behind that um I didn't imagine I'd build social connections all that well. And I did. Right? <laughs> I built really close social connections. I built really close social connections that still exist. Yeah. And I think that was the thing that kept that kept me coming back. Um, it was also, I'm sure, the thing that disappointed production when I largely ignored the subchannels. But <laughs> there we are. No, that's... You play the game <laughs> and have the experience how you want to. And um... Yeah, I have regrets, but okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, as far as your expectations go, um, you do have the luxury uh, that most players don't in that you live with someone who has played Alliance before um, and could, you know, uh, share some of their knowledge and, and experience with you. So I don't know, how, did Bread share a lot with you? Did he share much with you, anything? What was that? You know, not a ton. Um, we, driving back from a different swim meet, um, <laughs> he spent about... I don't know, the whole drive. It was, you know, a couple of an hour and a half or whatever. He spent that time, like, talking me through stuff, um, explaining how the command hunting worked, uh, which I was like, oh, you know, I, I played, I played command-based games on my IBM PC in the 80s. I know how this works. Um, and it is very similar, right? It's, it is kind of very sort of old school. I'm standing in a room and there are four doors and now I'm going to do a command that's going to see if I can open any of them, right? right. Mm -hmm. um, and so I had that experience. And of course, I'm a programmer, so I am pretty comfortable in text-based universes. Um, so he had talked me through that. He talked me through kind of how the challenges worked in his season. Um, you know, Mancala was terrifying. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not playing an eight-hour game. I'm just not doing it. Uh, and, and he, you know, he also talked me through, you know, some of the stuff. So I had, I had a sense of how the game worked um, from, from that hour or so. And, of course, from hearing him talk sort of randomly about stuff over time. But really, I got the hour-long tutorial. And then, then I was in. I had never been on Discord before. And so Discord was its own beast of just trying to understand how the platform worked. Um, and when I, when I think back to some comments I made over the course of the season, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, like this is how Discord works. This has nothing to do with how the game works. But I, it took me a little while to understand those differentiations. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, uh, your application came in on September 26th. I think the season started October 1st, and uh, I'm looking now at your Discord account created September 26th. Uh, it was. <laughs> and, we, and I saw, I, I did discuss with both of my boys. I'm like, okay, so I have to have a Discord username. Like, what am I going to do? I don't uh, – that was the biggest barrier to entry for me was figuring out oh. what my name was going to be. What who, – whose idea was BrambleCat? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think – it was probably a boy, but I don't know. Um, I don't know. Naming myself after the pets, that, that seemed like a legit plan. So, 
Definitely. we landed on Bramble Cat. Yeah. 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 You know, and it provides a picture. It's very convenient, really. <laughs> I'm surprised she isn't. Oh, she's sitting right outside the door right now. If I didn't have on headphones, you could probably hear her meowing at some point. Uh, all right. So you threw in, threw your hat into the ring. Um, I, I imagine it took us very little time to, uh, to <laughs> respond, tell you, like, you know, confirm the availability and things like that and then go into like all right you're in if you're if you're still interested um (laughs) i think uh i'd have to uh, i i don't have it's hard for me to look back at a lot of the stuff from this time period because i was on my older uh user account right um i'm pretty confident that you know as soon as you uh, applied or even in the process or (laughs) in the process of doing so (laughs) bread dm'd me to let me know that that's who you were and that you had you were doing that um yep so yeah we we were perfectly uh we were in the know as it were and more than excited to be able to cast you in the season yay yay yeah he was i know bread was really excited about (laughs) me playing in this season so i i think probably more excited i i think what i felt was fear but he felt (laughs) joy or something um so uh i guess that brings us to marooning uh you get your first look at the 17 people you're going to be playing with uh at the time Mm -hmm. tied for the largest cast we'd we'd had and uh i'm sure you kind of you knew everybody right you're yeah person of the people yeah, we I knew all of them already. It was great. We chatted, you know, group chat's my favorite. So it was awesome. No, group chat is my least favorite. I didn't know anybody. Um, I have no idea how to break into that sort of space. It's, you know, I am just like this in real life. I do great talking one-on-one with people. Put me at a party where I don't know anyone, and it's like my own personal hell. And that's how marooning felt. Um <laughs> but you know the people seemed nice enough and i when i could i sort of popped in and spoke you know it was it was like that that kind of moment when we're getting into the game um i was packing up to drive to nashville so for that same swim meet that happened that weekend mm-hmm. so i there were huge chunks of time when i wasn't online or couldn't be online i remember trying to do that like the little command thing yeah um to to like kind of get started i was i was like doing that but also like wandering around like trying to get the flowers watered and um the clothes packed and all the stuff so i was only halfway um in the game even at that point but whatever we, <laughs> we got there uh so you're telling me you didn't take Uh, copious notes during the tutorial no i Mm. took zero notes during the tutorial in fact i played an incredibly large portion of this game entirely on my phone like i look back on this game and think because i haven't played any org since that i've done that with but it took me a long time to actually do anything. I, I would do the challenges on a computer because I thought it was easier, but otherwise, like, I was chatting on my phone, <laughs> I, which meant I was never taking notes about anything that anybody said. Um, 
Yeah, it was really it was not the way to play an orc. I I, I played this the wrong the wrong way. It's okay. <sighs> All right. So, uh, yeah, you mentioned the tutorial. Uh, you go through the terminals and, you know, we give you your futuristic injection of uh, a tracking <laughs> device, basically, uh, and let you into the park. And, and I guess that's a good place to kind of talk about the theme of the season. So, Bread played in a season where he was climbing a mountain. Um, you are now playing in a season that takes, that has not even actually happened yet. <laughs> 34 years from now, <laughs> Nexus Park will, will occur in a futuristic theme park uh, controlled by and run by and managed by robots and the like. Um, yep. I don't know. How, how did you feel about the theme of it? Was that anything? Oh, I mean, I thought the theme was really fun. Like, mm -hmm. I, I really enjoyed the... That's one thing that I think is so compelling about this particular community that is kind of different than anything else i've played i mean you know everything i've played has a theme to it mm -hmm. right but alliance builds a world in a way that um other orgs just don't do um and you know i really do think that like having that space and the sub channels and all of it um made it even more all-consuming right it there was there was an aspect of it that kind of felt like being there, you know, mm -hmm. um, every, everything that you did to build this universe um, made it consume me in in a way that that I wasn't really expecting. Um, but yeah, overall, the you know the amusement park thing was fun. I will say, I was thinking back, um, you know, the the memes in the lounge um, that I saw after the season about all of us sort of sitting around like in our little corner of the amusement park and never actually going and riding any rides. Um, <laughs> totally. I was thinking this morning, like that, that totally speaks to the fact that I've had small children. And when you have small children and you go to an amusement park and you look over at the very happy looking adults sitting on the bench, relaxing, <laughs> you think that's what I want to do right now. Like I am done chasing these toddlers around this park and if i could be sitting on that bench with a beer in my hand that that's what i'm looking for in life um so i actually don't think that the fact that i spent a lot of time in camp just you know hanging out and talking to people is particularly out of character yeah uh i can't i can't disagree uh i've um i go to the shore uh almost every year with with my dad's side of the family and um my my aunt has uh they're older now but has had you know young kids and, and stuff and and her and her husband i i've seen that <laughs> i've seen that a lot i'm very familiar they are yeah. more than happy to um they they love sending their kids up to like the amusement park rides with other adults not themselves <laughs> exactly exactly uh so okay fair enough fair enough um <laughs> so uh you get through the tutorial and you're sorted onto your starting tribe uh mm -hmm. we had two tribes of nine you started on the orange mirth tribe alongside yep. brendan chuckabeans court jimmy smm Svahui. Trip and Waxler. 
fun <laughs> motley crew um <laughs> yeah what i don't know what were your kind of first impressions of that group and, and how did you feel you fit into it um i think early on i really wasn't sure like um I wasn't sure how to make connections with people. I wasn't sure who to feel good or safe around. I wasn't, um, you know, I, I gave it a shot. I think I was pretty slow to make sure to set up DMS with everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, people set them up with me and I was like, that's cool. And then, (laughs) then I was like, Oh yeah, I should probably sort of round out the cast and, uh, and, make that happen but like i did i found it a little bit hard i to break through um you know i don't think i had enough context in sort of how these games work and how that early communication works to understand what i was supposed to be doing at that moment um and so i kind of responded to people who spoke to me and i don't feel like i you know left people on read a whole lot um but at the same time like i was not as engaged in that early game as as i should have been and i wasn't building the relationships early super early that that i feel like i should have and i totally understand i mean i feel like it was all of us though like not all of us all of us but kind of right everybody mm-hmm. was kind of really quiet over on mirth um early on i think the the org veterans who were kind of waiting for the merge and see if they made it um (laughs) in order to actually play um there were a couple of those sitting out there and then there were those of us who you know had little ones at home or bigger ones in my case um who were busy with our stuff and yeah i think we were all sort of slow on the uptake of communicating with each other and making that an interesting tribe um sorry about that (laughs) no that's okay um (laughs) it it helped provide a very fascinating contrast between the two tribes and yeah um, yeah it it spawned a lot of great memes as well for sure (laughs) you're welcome you're welcome for the fact that i didn't actually talk to people there we go um yeah you so here this is the interesting thing though um (laughs) Day one, or so day two, uh, was the day you would, I guess, uh, I guess Waxler and uh, Court and SMM had, and had set up DMs with you at that point. Uh, you uh-huh. set up, you, uh, I assume you, you filled out the uh, the checklist with Jimmy and, and Choco Beans and Trip and Swahui. I did. But on day one, uh, <laughs> you were in the sub channels and found a neural link. <laughs> And yeah. set up a DM with Bird. I did. What? Why Bird? Oh, why Bird? Um, you know, I did. I did reread this last night. So, uh, I think in marooning, you know, I'd been, I'd noticed people. I'd noticed people who seemed interesting and engaged, and um, who seemed like they'd be fun to talk to. Um, and Bird seemed to be that thing. And, you know, my, my gut told me somehow that, that just based on that marooning experience, that Bird was going to be um, a, a player in this game and somebody who would be connected with people um, because they just had a really easy way of communicating 
Um, so there was that. I'll also just say frankly that I did not um, understand how incredibly queer friendly like this corner of Discord is. <laughs> and the fact that Bird was, you know, by by virtue of pronouns was identifiably queer was um, was a selling point for me. I was like, well, at least we'll have that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, you know, like. Yeah, there, there is no guarantee in my day-to-day life that if somebody finds out I'm queer, they don't decide to walk the other way, right? Um, I live in the South. I have my whole life. And so having that sort of a, as a guaranteed, like, I'm not going to end up with somebody who is actively going to dislike me just because of who I am um, mattered. So all of, all, for all of those reasons, I think Bird was kind of the perfect person for me to decide to set that up with. And, you know, I've thought about a lot about whether, because I know that other people talked about, you know, waiting to set up their neural links and why they didn't, you know, mm-hmm. why they didn't do it early and what if there's a swap and whatever. And the thought, like when I first got it, the thought that went through my head was, you know, I don't know people well enough. Who am I going to set this up with? I don't know what to do. But then I thought, you know, like, this is the time. This is the time to build those relationships. This is the time to do these things. And why would I sit on this thing instead of just going on ahead and starting to make those relationships? Um, so, hence, my neural link with Bird happened really fast. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Because um, four neural links are, end up found on day one. Uh, you, Bird, Waxler, and Maddie. Um, yep. Bird obviously doesn't get to use <laughs> theirs because you connected with them first. Uh, and Waxler doesn't get to use his because Maddie connects with Waxler, but that doesn't happen for a handful of cycles after this. It takes a while. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think you bring up a really good point, which is you got it this early. You don't even have DM channels with everyone on your tribe yet. <laughs> I know. And you can, <laughs> so you can connect with somebody on the other tribe at the same pace and at the same progression. Yeah as the people that you're going to be playing the game with. I think that's such a, that's a huge deal. I think. Um, yep. It, it is a huge deal. And I wish I had done it better. <laughs> I looking back on this game, you know, bird was so easy to connect with. And I, sh- I should have played that differently. Um, but, but I also um, will say that because we were so easy with each other, I knew like I had information upon information upon information about what was happening on the other tribe. By the time we merge, I already have opinions on everybody, <laughs> um, you know, because I've been hearing about them. Now it's it's through the lens of Bird, right. <laughs> which is its own thing, right? But I still I understand those tribe dynamics. I understand who's talking to who. I understand um, I understand you know who might be willing to talk and who probably won't be. Um, mm-hmm. And and that was really useful. That was nice. But I I do look back on those early days and think, wow, I should have tried to turn that into a game relationship instead of allowing it to sort of continue to hang out in the personal, basically through the entire game. Yeah, that's that's true. I I remember there were a lot of moments in that especially before the merge when it felt like any time the topic of the game was going to come up one (laughs) or both of you would kind of just like 
leave the conversation. Um, <laughs> like I, you know, Bird would say something like, "Okay, well, I got to go figure out, you know, who we're voting out next," and you're like, "All right, see ya." <laughs> and like you wouldn't talk about those decisions or or how that you know impacted what might come later at the merge or each other or anything like that which was right. kind of strange but i don't know it was i mean because we were we were really tight personally right and yet we didn't translate it we translated it to the extent that we each knew right we each knew a lot about the other tribe and we used we i think we both used that um at some point but yeah we didn't actually ever go hey like we should turn this into a thing at some point <laughs> Nah, we never did that. Yeah. Yeah. It was unfortunate. <sighs> Sorry. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> setting yourself up, establishing these social connections, um, and then let's let's make it a little more social and put you in a situation that's maybe not quite your element uh, with the first challenge, which was the yeah. Ferris wheel we mentioned. Yeah. 24-hour um, challenge where... The main metric we were judging you on was how many times your tribe as an as a whole rode the Ferris wheel. Um, right. You could ride it when you got on. You were on for an hour. You could get on immediately after getting off. Um, yep. And that was kind of it. It's very uh, comparative to some of the other ones we've done. Relatively low intensity. Uh, yep. I think the the primary restriction was that an individual could not ride more than 10 times and yes. a tribe could not have more than four people on the Ferris wheel at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um, otherwise you could have up to eight people on there from both tribes, just shooting the shit, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever you wanted to talk about. So uh, you kind of said that's not really your forte. So how did it's you... Not- how did you respond to riding the Ferris wheel? Oh, that, I felt like there were lots of things that happened with that Ferris wheel. Um, and most of them had nothing to do with actually talking to people. Like I, I literally look back on that ride and I can't, I know I chatted with people about stuff. Um, you know, at least tried to like be sort of vaguely friendly and build social connections and talk about the stuff that I'm into and listen to what they're into. And, um, and I did that, but I don't remember who I did it with. Um, so clearly I did not form lasting opinions based on, based on the Ferris wheel experience. Um, I did, however, form lasting opinions based on how the organization of the tribe worked. Um, you know, group work is challenging. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it's one of the things in orgs that, um, often makes me want to, you know, pull my hair out (laughs) is as you're trying to organize stuff. And when somebody just like either isn't isn't or or doesn't listen to the instructions so like you know my general in game not personal but in game dislike of court starts here <laughs> starts right here um you know she like we had set up this like excel sheet we or google sheet we talked about it like, it was all organized. People were filling in their names. There were, like, spots that were grayed out that people weren't supposed to take because it was, like, sort of the like the third or whatever position. Mm. And court filled out only gray spots, right? Didn't pay attention to, like, the whole conversation that the tribe was having. Pops in and does, like, the complete opposite of 
what we had all sort of as a tribe discussed and agreed to. And it drove me crazy. I was like, why are you even here? Um, and, and that, you know, that experience honestly kind of set up my relationship with Cork for the whole rest of the game. Um, so go Ferris wheel for making that thing happen. Um, <laughs> the other thing I will say was I had a misunderstanding, um, you know, I, I did name search myself last night briefly, and there's a spot where people are like, where I couldn't get on the Ferris wheel, right? I had sent the command. I couldn't get on. It was full. Mm-hmm. And um, and then, you know, I didn't send the command again right away. And so folks in the lounge were like, you know, is Bramble just not going to get back on, right? <laughs> like what? And here was my misunderstanding of the rules. I thought I could only send the command 10 times. Oh, I see. And that once I sent the command, that was so. So I thought there was an element of if I don't know how many people, like if I'm not tracking on when people get mm-hmm. on and get off, mm-hmm. then if I send a command and somebody has act, somebody else before me has sent their command late, and then I send a command that puts me in conflict with them, I've wasted a turn. It right. doesn't count, and I can't. I can't do that again. And so, again, I'm pretty sure Court was the one who had, like, (laughs) caused me to not be able to get on when I thought. And I was like, oh, stop doing this to me. Um, We had a plan. So, so, um, you know, once I realized, like, I decided after a couple of minutes, I was like, well, I'm going to get on now. And if I can't use that tenth at the very end, like, it's already burned anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. So I might as well go on ahead and hop on. but yeah, that thing, I thought there was more complexity to it than there was. And there really, I didn't need to be as stressed about the schedule, but I thought, I thought it was numbers of commands sent as opposed to number of times on the Ferris wheel. Uh, no, uh, but I, you know, <laughs> the um, reading of the rules and, and, and understanding the complexity is definitely something that's going to come up later. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking at the mirth schedule here and I'd see what you mean about court being in all the gray ones. I don't remember the strategy that the group had talked about, but I also see a note here where somebody had said, court, remember, you can only ride 10 times, not 11. And she had signed herself up for 11 <laughs> yep. rides. Um, yep. <laughs> But, I, I mean, mean, again, I love Court. Like, I love Court. Court <laughs> is a great human being. But, oh, that made me so annoyed. <laughs> uh, uh, I see here. So, let's see. You, uh, I can also say I have a um, chart here that that shows who you were on the Ferris wheel with. Uh, okay. Uh, you, you did a couple of rides earlier on, uh, on, I guess it would have been Friday day evening Mm -hmm. um but then there was a three hour block that you were on um in the evening yeah not as late for you like or no yeah you're you're eastern so yeah as late i I was in central for this one actually because i was in nashville for the whole thing god that's right um but it was you were there with uh your best friend court um (laughs) smm was there for almost that entire three hours and then on the other side, it was Jordan and Spenjamin. The five of you yeah. had a nice little two and two and a half hour block that you were all on together. 
Uh-huh. Um, and you had said, I, I think this was before that block, but I'm not 100% certain. You sent out a confessional message talking about how um, everyone on your tribe is very nice, but the other tribe's members seem much more fun, communicative, <laughs> and talky on the Ferris wheel. Yep. Uh, yeah. Great. Yeah. Tell me about that. Why? Who? Who? Wh- what? Who had the greener grass on the other side that you wished you could be with? I mean, with? you know, kind of like bread. Darcy can talk to a rock. Um, you <laughs> yeah. know, Jordan's a good talker. Like, there there were these sort of personalities on the other side that were far more sort of bubbly and friendly. I was already annoyed with Court. Um, you know, SMM is fun um, and, and continues to sort of play an interesting part in my game for quite a while uh but every like just sort of in general like the people on the other side i was like y'all are more fun than we are and i (laughs) I just wanted to be there instead of in mirth um and and i think it really was it was a personality thing kind of across all of us like that tribe largely had people who are sort of more introverted online less forthcoming um who it it takes somebody to bring us all out and uh yeah we didn't really have that somebody except possibly smm but Mm -hmm. we'll get into smm waxler later Um, yeah 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 (laughs) yeah smm's brand of uh being very being a very social person is is just unique enough that it make, mm-hmm. makes it difficult to kind of put him in the same category as like a bread or a Darcy or a bird. Um, right. Yeah, it's 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 a weird one. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, I love you, SMM. <laughs> definitely. Um, so, all right. So, so the challenge itself, um, you end up with your 10, 10 rides. Great. Uh, as does Brendan and Choco and Court and Jimmy and SMM and Waxler, all of them, 10 out of 10. Uh, yep. Swahui, a little slower. He only gets uh, to eight. Um, I think he yep. was working uh, during this time period. Uh-huh. Which brings us to Trip. Yeah, I think that's right. Oh, <laughs> um, I think last message Trip sent uh, was, I think, like the last command they need he needed to use to get into the game from the tutorial yeah if i'm not mistaken yeah this being the entire content the entire content of my dm with trip is high (laughs) yeah it is high exclamation point that is it there are three characters in there (laughs) this being your first org um Uh what do you how do you handle what do you do with someone that inactive before, I mean, before voting them out, at least. Clearly, we all know what I did with somebody that inactive. I walked into into tribe chat and said, we're voting out Trip, right? Um, yeah. And then got roundly, you know, beaten up for it by the viewer's lounge, um, which is legit. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, it was, it was frustrating, right? Um, again, as somebody who was like, Go tribe strength, and the easiest way to make it through the pre-merge is to simply not lose, and then to have one person responsible for us losing, right? We could not, given what the scores ended up being, without trip, we couldn't win, 
right? We no matter what any of us, any of the others of us did, um, we couldn't win. I had taken a miserable schedule overnight. I'm in a hotel. It like I had a migraine the whole next day because I triggered it by staying up all night. I was and I had to drive back to you know to, from Nashville to home and and <laughs> like I was like and this guy single-handedly lost the challenge for us um you know did i know for certain that he was as inactive with everybody as he was with me no um but i was pretty sure so yeah yeah that's that's how i felt about trip and and i i remember before i sent that message about voting him out i was like do i do this like this is a horrible idea in in no context would I actually like walk into tribe chat and be like, <laughs> let's vote this guy out. But at the same time, the thought that ran through my head was if given that trip didn't participate at all, mm -hmm. if he survives this vote, I don't want to be in the game, right? This is not a game I want to play because if, if we are this early in the game, allowing somebody to simply not play at all and stay in, yeah, I don't want to be here. Right. So it's... that was the attitude. That was the decision I made. Um, would I have made it in any other context? No. But would I make it in a game again in this specific instance? Yeah, I probably would. I, I would probably walk into tribe chat again and be like, <laughs> yeah, like there's no reason for this guy to be here. Yeah. What do you think of uh, SMM and Trips DM channel? Have you seen it's it? It's the best. It's the best. I love that. That is the best <laughs> DM channel ever. <laughs> it's good it's good yeah um, it's perfect <laughs> uh, so yes so yes uh your tribe ends up with 78 out of a maximum of 90 80 without right. trip um points i guess mm -hmm. and the other tribe not perfect uh they had eight people go 10 for 10 and lord shamrock on their side went two for 10 to give them a total of yep. 82 yep uh, two inactive players. One actually showed up, though, so uh, that, <laughs> right. that was enough. And yeah. uh, going to your first tribal council to vote out, hopefully trip. Um, being this, this being as sort of straightforward as it's going to be, um, there wasn't, I imagine, a lot of strategy involved in no. build up to things. Um, so, what? Getting to the tribal council itself, uh, knowing how tribal councils work in the show, and not knowing how they work in other orgs <laughs> to have right. uh, anything to compare them to. Um, I don't know. What 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 is your kind of... Did you have an initial approach to tribal council in terms of how you wanted to conduct yourself? Um, I, I mean, I think that, you know... In these games, I think even at that point, I realized that, you know, tribal council is, is really kind of just an extension of the rest of the game, right? It's, it is finding that balance between saying, saying things, um, because uh, the game doesn't work if everybody sits there silent, um, and eventually production gets real annoyed with you. Uh, but also not, you know, being very measured in what you say. I mean, it is really no sort of functionally no different than discussing the game in tribe chat right um mm -hmm. so the stuff that you the stuff that you put out there has to always has to be measured and i i was well aware of that right i know um 
I know how that works. And I am, I think that as somebody who doesn't enjoy group chats because I don't want my words held against me, um, I was, I think, consistently sort of towing that line fairly well. I do the politic thing at work pretty well. I, I think that's a thing that, that I know how to say things that have meaning without allowing them to become inflammatory. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty good at that thing. Okay. But, but yeah, that's, I guess that's the tribal council approach. I don't know. Um, and there's not going to be a ton of uh, uh, <laughs> stress here in this first one because no. the person being voted for uh, isn't even there um, to right. vote. So, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Not exactly. A, yeah, not a big concern. Um, it was a nice way to start. I've got to say it was a nice way to start the game. I mean, it, it, <laughs> at, least, at least it was an easy vote and we got that thing out of the way, right? Mm-hmm. And then didn't have to hopefully didn't have to worry about somebody being entirely inactive on a challenge ever again, although it did happen, but yeah, not in the same way. Uh, so yeah, everybody goes to vote pretty straightforward. And then the first vote that I show is a Waxler vote. Right. <laughs> right. So either at this point, um, <laughs> I guess, depending on who, who you are at this tribal council, you're either thinking, okay, Trip showed up just long enough to throw in a Waxler vote on his way out, or <laughs> something else fishy is going on. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know what that was. I mean, I, I don't feel like I felt like I knew the rest of the tribe even really well enough at that point to have any idea where that might have come from. Um, I was just like, that's weird. Um, you know, but then sort of the the fallout of that thing is I was starting to get close to Waxler um, in game at least and and sort of hearing from Waxler and from Beans that you know that there was a assumption that it had come from SMM um, hearing from SMM of course that you know it hadn't although I think at some point he admits to it um, but and then that sort of sets up this like Waxler SMM thing that kind of carries all the way through pre-merge where I like SMM. I'm getting along with him really well. I'm enjoying him, but he's not part of my core alliance and trying to keep Waxler from attacking SMM or vice versa <laughs> um, was one of my focuses in the pre-merge. <laughs> yeah, I... <sighs> I guess, like, you in the games that you've played since then, have somebody thrown a vote in a sort of early situation like this that you've seen? Not, you know, I, I, I honestly don't think so. Like, not in sort of that weird, totally out of the blue, no idea where this came from way. Um, you know, in... in the RPO season that I won, there's a late vote where Alyssa votes me. Um, in sort of a throne vote thing that, that does affect the end of the game because I figure out that it's her and that kind of drives how we how things play out from there, at least in some sense. Um, and it was, you know, it did feel very much like a sort of weird throne vote out of nowhere. But, um, you know, no, I've, <laughs> I've not seen that happen in the pre-merge since then. It was just odd. Yeah. 
I don't I don't know how I mean I guess you know if it hadn't happened it might have made SMM a more valuable part of the group of mirth players that make it to the merge and that definitely could have impacted you know how he exits the game if he exits the game um right yeah uh right (laughs) as far as you know when they talk about there's there's nothing in this in this game you can do that can't that won't have consequences and i mean yeah harmless throwaway vote uh that doesn't (laughs) impact the outcome of this in particular vote doesn't get SM voted out next or anything either Uh -uh. um Still ends up with strong bonds uh, with you, with Darcy, uh, and and so forth. Uh, Jordan yeah. at the merge as well, but right. definitely negative. <laughs> despite all that, super. Yeah, I mean, super negative. I think Waxler's not somebody you actually wanted to be rooting against you, right? I, I don't. But you know, it, it also is something I I feel like this is where sort of pre-built relationships that I had no awareness of um, weren't weren't playing in the game exactly, but the fact that, you know, I now know that SMM had spent time in the lounge, that, that SMM had sort of a certain reputation, that, that there had been this, um, I don't know anything about it, but like that, that there were some of these pre- um, existing relationships and sort of the way that played out. It, it makes more sense, but I can't imagine why <laughs> one would decide to do that at that point. But, you know, SMM's a cool guy. Um, he uh, uh, he clearly was having fun with that thing, and I think it didn't work out for him very well in the end. But there yep. we are. Yep. Yep. I, yeah. I concur. <laughs> <laughs> so, straightforward trip vote. Um, yep down eight people left on the tribe uh so i guess now that you don't have this inactive uh dead weight um Uh sorry trip uh but (laughs) yeah sorry i mean if i'd ever met him i'm sure he's i'm sure he's a very nice guy yes sure he is Uh, yeah was there any sort of additional fuel to avoid going back the next time that maybe, oh, yeah. maybe wouldn't have been there had you won the first challenge. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Like for one thing, there was not at that point an obvious, a super obvious vote out. We didn't think, mm-hmm. I mean, it ends up playing out differently. Um, but there wasn't a super, a super obvious vote out. I did not know where I stood with people. Um, I was still feeling my way that early, the early game is, is tough for me because I, um, I think in general, um, I tend to hope that like I can avoid the first couple of tribals so I have time to build personal relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I was I was like, well, I really don't want to go back there because the first one was easy, but the second one may not be and it might be me. So, yes. Yeah, for sure. There was a driving reason to want to win the next one. Okay. So next immunity <laughs> challenge, Space Cadet. Uh, yeah. Based on the Disney World theme park ride uh, around Buzz Lightyear, where you and another person get to sit in a little car with a laser gun, and you're kind right. of competing against each other. You get more points, mm-hmm. hit as many targets as you can. That was the idea behind this challenge, uh, where yep. 
we had you as a tribe number yourselves from one to eight and yeah. then you'd be matched up with the person's people in the other tribe and competing against them to uh, solve and answer various prompts that would pop up during like a 15 minute period or something like that yep uh, euphoria yep. numbers themselves alphabetically <laughs> in this one <laughs> But uh -huh. do you remember how Mirth numbered themselves? Not a clue. I've got no idea. <laughs> okay. I, what if we do? <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't look. I don't. I was okay. hoping somebody would tell me. I have no idea. Um, nope. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> let's see. Uh, okay. Um, it looks like the first person to suggest a number was Court, who said six because it was her lucky number. Uh -huh. um, SMM did the same thing, said he was in good for two or eight. Uh, <laughs> Waxo said he'd be fine with whatever's left. Brandon Choco Beans also said they're whatever. Choco said three. And then you just started picking numbers and, and um, <laughs> it just happened. Uh, so you end up getting just... seven. <laughs> when it's Seven's all a great done. number. Seven's a great number. <laughs> I like that number. Uh, so this pairs you up with Steph. Uh-huh. Um... And this is going to be one of the many opportunities uh, that the play, that you right. have, uh, counting the Ferris wheel and, and the challenge after this, yeah. to talk to the people in the other tribe. Yeah, watch me screw that up. Uh. Um, <laughs> I should have taken that opportunity. Although, if I I can't remember what was going on in my life, if I remember correctly, there I, I literally had a conflict and. So I was busy with something um, that kind of kept me from from engaging. Mm -hmm. um, that probably paired with the fact that I didn't fully grasp the importance of engaging there. Yeah. So, um, you know, and and Steph is somebody who, you know, even even post merge, like, you know, <laughs> wrote these very long I mean I'm a long poster too so I get it like I enjoy putting large numbers of words into the world if I'm going to say something I'm going to say it long um, and and so is Steph and I think you know neither one of us I, does small talk all that great um, so I don't actually know if that was even if even if we had both successfully done this thing um, I don't know how well it was going to work in that sort of a time frame but uh, should have given it a shot because I uh, kind of didn't. So there we go. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, hardly the only pair of people who uh, mm -hmm. squandered this opportunity. Um, yeah. And I yeah. would say probably the only ones who really made use of it that I can recall were Bird and Waxler, yeah. um, Darcy and SMM. Uh, yep. And that's that's really it, I think. Um, maybe a little everybody else like there was a little bit here and there before and after the challenge those were the two channels where I thought there was like okay we're, we're trapped in this channel until everyone else goes let's just uh, you're the person I'm talking to for that period of time now <laughs> kind of thing yep. um, which makes sense given those I mean maybe less Waxler but certainly Bird um, yes. would do that without a doubt and Darcy and SMM you could see that thing. That was like a romance from Marooning. So <laughs> we just continued it, right? Yes. So the challenge yes. itself, um, there were 10 prompts. Uh, each prompt 
had a little bit of uh, narrative flavor at the st at the top of it, and then um, three tasks you could do uh, to score a value a number of points um, that changed as the as the challenge went on. So the first two prompts, uh, yeah, had a values of one, two, and three, and then by the end of the game. Uh, the values were three, five, and seven. So everything's mm -hmm. escalating. And it was first come, first serve. And all the prompts had some part of them uh, hidden under spoiler text, uh, which <laughs> yeah. a nice little wrinkle uh, for people who aren't familiar with uh, Discord. With Discord. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Thanks You're, for that. Yeah, that was great. You know, uh, <laughs> So um, that being said, uh, uh -huh. you 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 did fine. You held your own. You got plenty okay. of points here. Uh, talk, yeah. I don't know this being a very different, asking a very different uh, skill set of you than the Ferris wheel. Obviously, what did you? I don't know. Do you feel like you would be good at this sort of quick call and response type of challenge? I mean, I, I don't speed. Speed challenges are not my thing. I did not imagine they would be. I'm fair. I'm a fairly fast typer. Um, you know, just because it's kind of what I do for my work. Um, but I was not. You know, I was nervous. I was nervous about being able to be faster than anyone um, at this thing. And you know, I was pretty glad I wasn't paired up against a teenager um, <laughs> because video games. Mm -hmm. So. So yeah, I did not have a whole lot of faith in myself on this particular one when I saw what it was going to be. And, um, you know, yeah, the spoiler text definitely, definitely affected, like, the, I, I'm pretty sure the first one, it, it took me a couple before I really understand, understood, like, how to get to the information, um, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 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 I certainly, uh, I certainly hadn't learned how to turn off spoiler text yet. No, and uh, <laughs> and I think this is, I think I don't think this was the first season we'd used spoiler text in this context. Um, but yeah. I think the fallout of realizing that that's how Bird was doing this forced yeah. us to uh, adjust in the future. Where I yep. think there are some challenges we've done in seasons since. Um, involving spoiler text where if you read everything without spoiler text it actually doesn't tell you what to do properly like it's worded, oh that's funny yeah worded in a way where you have to actually you know pick up the perfect number of hit the right spoiler text or or you know the spoiler text tells you the wrong thing or something like that oh gotcha oh that's fun <laughs> i like that yeah nice uh nice. so each of these things had a little different aspect to it um some of them you're typing in alphabetical order or reverse alphabetical order there's yeah. a couple of math equations um we had some roman numerals uh some flags representing countries all that sort Ugh. of stuff yeah. really really fun exciting things <laughs> um <laughs> and then uh the, the the so there were three categories that just stymied almost everybody in this challenge um, the first of those was the, I believe it was the sixth prompt where we asked you to, uh, type, type the vowels in the underlined section in the order they appear 
as a command. So literally just going down. So that entire yeah. part was underlined and you just have to go pick all the vowels out as a command. Uh, almost yeah. no one got points for any of these three prompts from that uh -huh. message. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I get it. It's a lot of vowels, but, and it's so, you know, easy to skip one, miss one, put it down twice, forget right. your spot. But I'm really surprised how, I don't know, you could just copy that sentence and pick them out that way, make sure you're not missing anything. I'm surprised that people didn't kind of stumble into the right answer more often than they, they did. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think... You know, when you're doing a challenge for time, and it was the first challenge for time that I'd ever done, um, sure. I think sometimes your brain takes over. Oh, now my cat's playing with the uh, <laughs> I <can> cord. Hear <laughs> she's, she's playing with the cord on my headphones. That's awesome. That's Bramble had to actually get heard in this. So. Um, but, you know, I for me, the time element is often mental, right? The fact mm -hmm. that I know there's there's like a speed thing is going to create something of a mental block on some of this stuff. And I think that was probably true of that one. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, the second one of the one that gave people a lot of trouble was the letters, uh, the alphabet shift. Um, so we would give you a string of yeah. letters and you'd have to shift every letter one step down the yep. alphabet. Um, the first one that we gave everybody was the alphabet in reverse so you could copy and paste it and just move the a or like move like the z to the end or something like that and it would like immediately work i think but the rest yeah. of them were all just phrases or um much more difficult i think than the first one yeah <sighs> yeah yeah i remember i i know i feel pretty confident that on this one i did i i like had a like text pad open and I was copying stuff out of discord to try to deal with it outside of the interface when it, when it got complex. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure I did that. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, and then the last, last one was the very last prompt um, that only one player got any points for, uh, which was Waxler. He got oh. all the points available in this one. And this one is uh, kind of a callback to my question about taking notes. Um, basically, yeah. just fill in the blank these sentences <laughs> I used verbatim in previous prompts during the same challenge. Uh, and yeah, people... And so all the prompts were deleting themselves as the challenge yeah. progressed. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they so were. Uh, yeah, nobody remembered nobody could get any of these from memory i know waxler was screenshotting them as he went so uh yep yeah that is a good one i like that yeah those are, those that... are my favorite <laughs> things kind of that that is a good one well and i think you know do i have regrets about not taking notes <laughs> through the season yes yes i do um there's one example but there are many many yeah. examples of wishing i had done the season differently as far as like actually tracking on my actions would have been great command hunting i mean like i should know this thing but there we are yeah so uh as a pair for each pair that did this there was 100 points available uh and um 
That meant that with eight matchups, there were 800 points available in this challenge in total. Uh, you end up getting 30 points for Mirth, and Steph pulled in 24 points for Euphoria. Yeah. So you, you won the matchup. <laughs> right. Uh, and it wasn't matchup-based, though. It was just a quantity. Um, but you, you helped out Mirth more than Steph helped out Euphoria in this case. Unfortunately, there we go, winning. <laughs> un- unfortunately, your individual victory did not translate to a team immunity as Euphoria ends up with 179 points to Mirth's 147. And that's yeah. with both sides having somebody get zero points. <laughs> right. right. Um, not great, ultimately, unfortunately. No, sad day. Sad so day. you're going back to, back to Tribal Council. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't, spe- uh, let's see here. Yes, we did give every individual score out in the revealing of the results. So everyone knew how well you'd done against your opponent and how well you'd done in the uh, grand scheme of things. So, yeah, was it as simple as, so who got zero points, cut him? I mean, I think to some extent that was my, like, that was still my attitude. I was like... You know, I need, I want people in this game who are going to be able to keep me out of travel. Um, and so, you know, did I find it unfortunate that, like, it wasn't court? Yeah, I did. Um, but, but, like, <laughs> ultimately, I, I wanted to survive the pre-merge, and I didn't want to, I, I, I thought it was pretty easy to pin things. But then... Honestly, he he steps into people's DMs and says, "I just want to go." Hmm. Um, so, I, I think that one that one again ended up being fairly simple from a vote perspective, um, as he, you know, I I did look back at the very end of all of my DMs last night, and you know, he literally says in his DM with me, "I'm like, you know, are you?" I was like, "Are you sure you want to go?" And he's like yeah i'm i'm fine with it and i'm like you, you promise me you're not playing me here and he's like no no i'm i don't have the time to play the game and so there we were there you were there we were um uh, so yeah same pretty much the same uh rigmarole here at tribal council i'm curious and this is kind of the first instance we see uh we've mentioned court a few times already um <laughs> yeah yeah she obviously uh i think at this point maybe the play person who played alliance that has played the most orgs prior um yep. had done very well for herself and is going to do well for herself here as well but mm-hmm. her approach to the game is very uh specific and i think it comes across in the way that these votes come out and the yeah. parchments that are used and so swahui goes out votes for court um, on his way out with an animated gif parchment uh and then the vote uh the vote, vote immediately following that was court's vote for for Swahui or sparrow as he he went by in other orgs i guess they knew right. each other i guess outside of the game um it didn't end up translating to much in nexus park but i guess my, i'm curious like what that sort of i don't know did that come across as anything did that color the way you viewed court how how, and if so how yeah what did that i mean it like 
sort of coming out of the first, I mean, as I said, coming out of the first challenge, I was annoyed with Court, right? Mm -hmm. I was annoyed that she was kind of there, but kind of not, not really listening and like didn't seem to be engaged. And I was like, I want to play with players who want to be here um, and who are, who are actively in this game with me. And Court wasn't. <laughs> and then in, you know, when Swahui goes um, and then specifically calls out Court, I mean, not just like, <laughs> not just like, yeah, we know each other, but you are the queen of all orgs, right? <laughs> you have, <laughs> you are who I model every game I play after or whatever it was that he said. Um, you know, that absolutely paints this in my head. I'm like, okay, what I'm, I'm seeing this person who's not engaging. And I am also hearing that this is a person who is an experienced org player who's done this many times, who's been really successful. Like, you know, I'm not going to go out and research it, um, but I wouldn't have even known how at that point. I still didn't understand Discord. Um, still don't really. But, you know, I, I got this sense that Court was playing the game, right, in a way that I was not playing right? I was there enjoying myself and this was great and whatever. And I'm meeting people and this is cool and I'd love to do really well, but that for court, the winning of the game was the thing. Um, and that's all of this sort of comes to my head at this moment, right? The, and it, it does absolutely color my sense of court through the rest of the game. And I, I had it in for her. I had it in for her all the way through. And the only thing that kept me from driving hard against Court earlier than I did, and it, I think it's going to come up basically every vote, is Beans, right? Beans' close connection with Court um, changed the way that I was able to play against Court. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very, it's, it's you know, very interesting. Because um, it, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I hope Court will uh, agree to do one of these interviews. Cause oh, I hope so, too. I think yeah. this moment in particular, I, I mean, any player who's had success in orgs, uh, you know, yourself included, you don't want the second tribal council of the entire season to have no. somebody just like <laughs> fawning over you and, you know, singing your praises no. because even even in a world where you all had known who Court was and had experienced and then played with her in the past and knew how good she was, like, okay. But, like, yeah. to just even just to see somebody just, you know, laying it all out there in front of everybody is, you don't want that. <laughs> you, you don't, and I think it, but I don't know. I, I mean, you know, it's hard to say because obviously Court, Resp her responses in the moment didn't sort of betray that necessarily but yeah yeah i mean how do you you can't expect to make it far in the game if every other person that you're that is telling their entire tribe like oh this is the best player ever <laughs> you know right <laughs> right 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 and <sighs> and the way you know the way pre-merge plays out i mean there were and we'll talk about it as it goes but there were chances there were chances to take out court but there was always a better option and I there mean, was always and there was always an option 
that felt like I wouldn't betray either beans or wax. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but in my mind, every time I was like, gosh, darn it, I need this person out of this game. And and that continues post-merge, I would say as well. Oh, it does too. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Oh, does it ever? (laughs) Does it ever? And boy, was I right. So there we are. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's a reason that, um, you know, court receives the most votes in Nexus Park out of anybody. Um, yeah. And at the time, you know, just just so many, so many votes. Most votes we'll get before until we get to Academy three seasons yeah. later. So, uh, yeah, that's it's uh, I don't know. It's it's weird. <laughs> really, it is weird. It is weird. And and so my I guess my next question is you know seeing this and obviously you kind of alluded to the this realization that she's obviously playing the game in a very different way than you are yeah um, how does that does that impact your own perception of your game and and what you're not doing that she is or what she's not doing that you are and and how do you kind of um, I don't know. Comp- compromise? Do you want? Does it make you want to change any of your, the way you're approaching things, or influence you in any way? I mean, I don't think so. I if I don't think so at the time, right? Um, I am a much more mature org player now than I was then. Obviously, I was brand new, did not know what I was doing, um, made more mistakes than I can begin to count. Um, <laughs> And, but, you know, at that point, you know, I, I definitely, I was like, I'm hearing what you're saying about court being this like queen of orgs. Right. Um, but I'm not seeing that. Right. I am seeing somebody who isn't here or is here kind of, sort of, but isn't really paying attention to this game. Um, and of course, what I didn't understand at the time is that there are org players who, you know, can only do one game at a time because they're like me and there are org players who can do 20 games at a time and basically dial it in in the pre-merge um and so i didn't understand that context but um yeah i don't know what i would have learned from court at that moment um other than maybe some people can successfully make it through pre-merge without doing stuff um but sure definitely she the strategy she has the way she plays the game works really well um it's very impressive (laughs) so yep uh yes so (laughs) um, so (laughs) hui uh fades out into the into the night um yeah singing court's praises and uh (laughs) mirth is down to seven now a two-player deficit to euphoria right something's got to change something's got to happen um so uh next immunity challenge is carnival games uh very similar (laughs) to space cadets uh, in the sense that you're all going to be competing one-on-one against somebody else um except this time you're competing at different tasks different challenges in each pairing right and it's not about the points it's just about beating the other person so uh, we gave you all some very generic 
descriptions about what each challenge was based on super generic yeah so generic do you, yeah. are you are you quick are you lucky observant athletic accurate calculating or crabby those were <laughs> those were the seven right. adjectives we used um euphoria had to sit out two people they could not sit out lord shamrock uh so they ended up sitting out jordan and taylor for this one uh yeah. Do you remember how you ended up being the calculating uh, I had hoped it was a math challenge. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I like math. I mm. That sounds like a math challenge to me, so I can do that thing. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think. I think, and other people were loath to do math, so <laughs> I was good with that. Yes. Uh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there was any actual math in any of the challenges nope. on this one there wasn't thanks ryan <laughs> oh there sorry was sorry <laughs> um, it's okay i forgive you <laughs> so you end up paired up with spenjamin uh for guesstimation which yeah. was i post i took some pictures of some random crap <laughs> in our apartment and yeah. weighed them in ounces and asked the two of you to estimate guesstimate how much you thought they weighed closest yep. to the actual weight got the point um and then there were nine items so if you got five points you won yep. super straightforward so now that you know what you're right. actually doing <laughs> what what's the thought process if there is one i mean you know you just hope right you hope that you're guessing correctly about like what the thing is and and you know like is it possible that I weighed a couple of things over the course of that and actually like tried to guess and pick up a thing? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's distinctly possible. Um, uh, and you know, I got, I got lucky. The last one was the cat and I know how much cats weigh. I'm, I'm very familiar with the weight of a cat. Yes. So that one, I didn't really have to guess on too much. Um, and that's the one that sealed the deal for me. Thank yeah. you to Bramble for being a cat. <laughs> yes, we started out with a ceramic shark mug and a glass cat wine bottle. Um, uh -huh. I know it was tough when we were trying to figure out what we were going to be weighing for this to try to find things that would be recognizable without being something you could just find and weigh yourself. And weigh, yep. yeah. Which was <laughs> tricky. Sure. Um, uh, so you get the shark mug. Spenjamin gets the cat bottle, so you split those two. Uh -huh. uh, next, we did a cat toy and a pair of wooden yoga dice. Um, which, uh, and that, at that point, I said you could guess your answer in decimals <laughs> because it was needed. <laughs> um, yeah. So you got both of these. You nailed the cat toy perfectly, and uh, you were very close on the yoga dice as well. Good I job. have a cat. Yeah. I mean, fair. <laughs> um, then the next one, we got a three things, including a uh, Robin plush from Teen Titans, uh, which was a gift from Meg to me. Um, that I still have on my desk or my uh, clothes bureau thing. Yay. Um, a raw white potato <laughs> that I grabbed. And then <laughs> a, gla a glass with half filled with flour in it um right. which i particularly enjoyed because there's no way you're gonna weigh that <laughs> and right have that you know know that 
So you're up 3-1. You could get two of these and win. Um, but instead, Spenjamin sweeps the round and mm-hmm. jumps into the 4.43 lead. Um, yeah. Yeah. And now pressure's yeah. on. Pressure's yep. on. And then here are two cats. <laughs> we yep. Have Ella and Oliver. And I'm looking at the pictures I provided. I think the Oliver picture is fine. But the Ella picture is really deceptive because she's sinking down into a pillow. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, and you're guessing in ounces, which is tricky. Um, yep. So yeah, I don't know. How much does Bramble weigh? Bramble's about 15 pounds. Oh, wow. Bramble's big. Bramble's a big cat. But okay. I've had, you know, when when I got Bramble, I still had, so I had three cats when I was an undergrad. Mm-hmm. Um, starting my sophomore year. And one of those, they were litter mates, um, three sort of different sizes. I had one that sort of hovered around six pounds her whole life and one who hovered around eight pounds and one who mm-hmm. hovered around 10, 11, 12 pounds his whole life. So I'd had these three cats. I know kind of what cats weigh, but yeah, the smallest of those lived well over 20 years and uh, was still here when Bramble shows up. So uh, I I have a long history with cats and knowing approximately what cats weigh, so that was super convenient. Yes. Uh, yeah. So Ella, El, at the time, Ella weighed twelve point four pounds. Um, I just weighed them a couple of days ago. She weighs twelve six, so she's oh, staying good. staying chonky. Uh, that's chonky, but you know, no. at least not gaining. That's good. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, so that's 198 ounces. Uh, yeah. Both of you were well under, which yep. makes sense. Like I said, I think the picture's deceptive. Um, but you were higher than Spenjamin, so yeah. you drew even. Yeah. And then Oliver uh, also weighed 12.4 at the time. And uh, when I weighed him the other day, I think he's 11.2 or so now. He's Aww. He does not get to eat as much as Ella. She is a kind of a bully. <laughs> in that regard okay we recently got a new feeder that has two bowls on it um to hopefully because he we had the old one just had the single bowl and so right they both run up ella would shove her face in the middle of it and he'd kind of have to like reach his paw in and scoop some out onto the floor um yes it was very sad oliver twist (laughs) type of thing (laughs) poor thing um but yeah he they got the two bowls now they're still getting used to it hopefully yeah. figure it out but you were very very close on Oliver 192 ounces uh, to yeah. Benjamin's 160 so you pull it yeah. out the cats come to your rescue thank goodness for those cats that was great <laughs> that was great because I think my you know my biggest fear um, I, I of course didn't want to lose this because I still didn't know if I'd be able to survive a tribal with an actual with somebody who wasn't an obvious target Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like, I, I didn't want to look like a weak link on my tribe, right? If, if I'm going to sit around in every DM I'm in and say, tribe strength, tribe strength, tribe strength, <laughs> the danger of that is you fail a challenge and all of a sudden people are like, well, we're just doing what you said. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. <sighs> so I didn't embarrass myself. <laughs> I won that. That was a good thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Chocobeans won Crab Dash. You won Guestimation. 
Darcy beat Waxler in Pistol Panic. Uh, Shamrock beat Court in Plinko, which I see I have a typo in that I can't fix because it's my old account. Um, <laughs> Jimmy, uh, Jimmy beat uh, Steph in Retention. Yeah. And Bird beat... Um, uh, who did they play? I guess it was... Brendan, I think, yeah. No, Maddie. Yeah. Ben, no, Brendan, Brendan. Bird beat Brendan in Brendan. Shooting Gallery. Right. Three to three, uh, which just left uh, Rimmed Out, which was Nay versus SMM. And SMM had the faster reflexes, faster fingers, and uh, wins. Teenagers. And Murph, yeah, teenagers. Yeah. Teenagers, what am I saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mirth wins their first immunity challenge. Yep. How's that feel? That felt great. I was like, thank God. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. I mean, partially because, you know, the joy, one of the joys in the pre-merge of winning a challenge is you get a night off. Yes. And I remember thinking, thank God for this night off. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very valuable time. Um, uh-huh. Chance to decompress. Um, yep. Yeah, especially losing two challenges, even though the, the tribals weren't necessarily, you know, intense. It's just nice to not have to think about things every second of the day exactly exactly um so i'm curious uh maybe not so much at this in this season but perhaps in later on how do you uh, while you're not really asked to do much during another tribe's tribal council uh in this case you actually are able to talk to someone on the other tribe um we, we touched on the fact that you didn't really talk game as much with bird but I don't know how how much of an impact do you feel the other tribes tribal council is affecting you and how much do you even care about what's going on over there at the moment? Well, I mean, I, at that point, you know, I definitely, while I hadn't verbalized it to bird in any way um, and never really never would um, (laughs) until they vote me out. Um, But, you know, I had in my head that I wanted I wanted Bird to survive very much, right? Um, that linkage into that tribe was super important to me, um, and I obviously, therefore, didn't want didn't want Bird to go, but also didn't want Bird to end up on the wrong side of that vote. So, um, but I think other than that, I don't know that I cared. I I just I wanted Bird to survive. I wanted Bird's allies to survive. I wanted somebody who was not to go, and that is in fact what happened. So. In fact, it was. Uh, yeah. It was a messier tribal than it probably should have been. Um, yeah. Five to two, Lord Shamrock was voted out yeah. in a nine-person tribal <laughs> uh, with <laughs> Spenjamin and Taylor not showing up to vote. Um, Oops. As you do. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. But anyway, yeah. Okay. Um, Shamrock voted for Spenjamin, and also Nay was on the wrong side of this one voting for Spenjamin as well. So, yep. But Shamrock, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I would have, I mean, Nay, I think, you know, from what I understand, the little I understand, sort of seals her fate in this vote, and that makes me sad because I would have liked to have played with Nay. Um, Nay seemed really cool. Yeah, it was yeah. a hole I don't think she was ever able to quite dig herself out of. Uh-uh. At yeah. least with the number of times they had to go back to vote. Um, right. So, so. Uh, 15 people left. Um, the number's a little bit closer 
together now. And now the question I have is, are you at all thinking about when or if there is going to be a merge or, or sorry, a swap? I mean, a little bit, <laughs> not, not a ton. I don't know. In my head, I was like, well, we're just kind of here and we're like hanging on our tribes and we're cool. And I don't know why. I mean, I know how Survivor works. I know that tribes swap. Like, I, I'm familiar enough with the game mechanic to be familiar with this. Um, but I never worried about a swap for some reason. Uh, I think the only times I worried about a swap in particular, like Court and I, the the little bit of game that we did talk, um, you know, court plays the game. So court would bring up things like, well, what if we swap? What about when's the merge going to be? Um, there was more talk of the mechanics of the game, I think for me in my DMS with court than with anybody else. Um, so I think it, it sort of occurred to me because court would bring it up. Uh, maybe SMM as well a little bit, but you know, for the most part, I I was okay-ish. I was feeling more and more confident with my sort of Beans Waxler trio thing I had going. Um, pretty good about SMM, although trying to, again, keep SMM and Waxler from going after each other. And I was like, um, yeah, we can just, we can hang on these tribes. And we did. So I got lucky, I think. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe unlucky because obviously I didn't win. So maybe a swap would have been the best thing that could have happened to me. Who knows? Yeah, very, very tough to say. Um, yeah. You know, as the one of the people who had that cross-tribe connection, you know, I think yeah. it puts you in a much better position than someone like Choco Beans or um, Waxler generally. Um, right. But I don't know. You know, that doesn't mean it was necessarily the best position that you could have been in. So. Fair. Uh, all right. Yeah. Um, Next challenge, see if you can make it two in a row. No. Uh, <laughs> is the, ro- uh, yeah. the roller coaster. Yeah. So uh, modeling a challenge off of a roller coaster, a lot of difficulty in doing this. Uh, we went through a bunch of different iterations of what this challenge was going to look like before we landed on the ultimate version, um, which is to say that there were uh, one, two, three, six, nine segments of the roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, and each one had a different task that your t- group, your tribe had to do <laughs> as a whole. So, um, yeah. First challenge where you're not actually uh, directly competing with the other tribe, you're not able to talk to them, it's just your own group. And um, yeah. each task, not all tasks had to be done by all seven people on your tribe that were participating, but most of them had to be done by at least two, three, four, or five. And if you couldn't use everybody, you'd suffer some sort of time penalty because it was whoever got through fastest would, would triumph. Um, We, we guesstimated that this would take about an hour. We were short. (laughs) You were short. Um, Yeah. I think, cause I think I was comparing this to, um, in, in Dark Forest, and then again in High Seas, we had done a challenge called the Tower and the Lighthouse, which were ten floors, each with its own puzzle on it, that the tribe was solving from the bottom up, and one individual from that tribe was solving from the top down. And 
the first version of that, both tribes took about 80, 90 minutes. And then the more recent one, they took about 60 to 70 minutes. Mm-hmm. And this time, it's sort of similar. You're going, they're, they're not puzzles necessarily. So I didn't think that part would be challenging. Uh, I guess one part of them is a puzzle, but eight of them are not yeah. puzzles. And I thought, as a group, you're going to be able to get through these things relatively quickly. <laughs> um, uh-huh. None, I know, I like none of the tasks on an individual level are particularly challenging, but the just the fact that they're all together and one after another, uh, you know, it's it ratchets up the pressure as it goes along. I think yes. so. Um, so when we get to this, uh, <laughs> tell tell me just before the challenge even starts, how are you feeling about your prospects as a group? I mean, I, I guess I felt okay, but that night I was at my in-laws. Ooh, um, I remember that, yeah. And so I was visiting my in-laws' house. I had I didn't have my multiple screens, right? I had my one laptop. Don't even remember if I had a mouse or if I was just <laughs> using a trackpad. Like, I was not, like, personally, I was like, I'm not so sure how this thing is going to work out at my in-laws' house who don't know I'm playing this game but are about to find out um and you know the the longer it went on the more i was like wow they're gonna think i've completely lost it and they probably (laughs) did um yeah yeah so that that was the thing i will say going into the challenge that i was like okay so once again i have played up the challenge strength thing and i am in about the worst possible personal situation i can be in to complete this challenge and there's not a thing i can do about it so yeah yeah that's that's what i was thinking that aside you're not in a great uh yeah because you, your tribe goes in the chat starts the challenge at like 10 30 yeah in the evening. i mean luckily my my in-laws live in central time zone right i'm right on that borderline so <laughs> This is another case where I am in the central time zone, not the eastern time zone. Thank goodness. It yes. still took forever. <laughs> yeah. So 930 your time, um, you know, supposed to be done by 1030 your time. Yeah. Um, and so here we get to that moment where we have the sort of um, uh, the, the the like the handout worksheet in school where it says read all the rules first. And uh-huh. like the last rule is don't answer any of the questions, and everybody immediately ignore doesn't read the rules and starts answering the questions, so they get everything wrong. Uh, is right. what it makes me think of that. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, yeah. And I was so, not pleased. <laughs> no. And so I said, um, in a moment, I'm going to post the rules for the first task, including <laughs> in included in those rules is when your timer for this challenge starts. I strongly encourage you to take a second and understand things before you begin. Once the timer starts, it won't stop. Yep. Yada, yada, yada. And so then I posted the first part of it, which was the lift hill. You have to count to 500 by ones and the same person cannot count consecutively. If you make a mistake, you go back to the last like check mark checkpoint you reached, which is every hundred numbers. So, um, or no, it's subtract a hundred from the last good number and resume from there or whatever. We didn't want it to make it so debilitating if you messed up in like the four hundreds. So, gave you a little. Thank bit of you a, for that. A little bit of a reprieve yeah. there. 
And then yeah. it says, your time will officially start when someone <laughs> sends the number one as the first message. Uh-huh. I I need to know how many seconds passed <laughs> between oh, this message. Oh, it was almost immediately. Like, it was moments, yeah. SMM. It was moments. <laughs> I posted that message at 10.32 and 24 seconds um, <laughs> Eastern. And uh, I pinned the message, and then uh-huh. SMM posted number one, which was the first message after the rules were posted, 10 seconds later. 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Time starts. I know. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, okay. <laughs> I guess, obviously, this is a, a bit of a faux pas here, um, to put yeah. it lightly. But it's certainly not something you couldn't, overcome um you obviously have to strategize on the fly a little bit and it's not going to be quite as cohesive as anybody's going to want it to be but i think this is a mistake that you can recover from do you agree agree. okay okay. i i yeah i agree that said oh my golly was i annoyed (laughs) oh sure (laughs) absolutely what are you doing man i mean especially because you know as a tribe goes like you know, at that point, I was pretty tight with with beans and wax. But SMM's my my fourth. I'm like, don't don't put me in a situation where I have to either eat my words or vote you out. Right? <laughs> don't do that to me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, Thank you, Brendan. Thank you, Brendan. So the first thought was to go alphabetically in counting. Um, which was weird because, or I guess it looks weird to me now because um, Brendan's username is Skyhawk Down, so that would have definitely thrown things out. I think it was actually he, his nickname was Brendan at the time. Um, so that works until you get to about thirty, and then Choco Beans makes a mistake, and then SMM realizes, oh, we could do this with like two people, and yep. that would be a lot easier. And so you and Court count. Um, and then there's a moment where you don't respond immediately at very early on. Um, yeah, because my internet at my in-laws is also crappy. They live like up at the, up at the, you know, top edge of Tennessee in an area that doesn't get great internet connection. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not great. And, uh, yeah. So I was also just missing messages throughout this whole thing. Oh, oh so bad. No, not yeah. good. No. Um, so then they try to get somebody to replace your side of it and two people respond. So mistake, uh, yep. court and Jamie, court and Jimmy are going to try to do it by themselves. Mistake. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brendan and, and Choco are going to do it and all right, we're getting somewhere now. They a mistake. <laughs> um, yeah. and I love this, uh, Brendan, I don't know, you know, at what stage of inebriation he was at at what point in this challenge but um right. he bolds the number 69 when he sends it <laughs> and then two messages later he makes a mistake <laughs> <laughs> was it worth it no 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 really not uh so messed up around the 70s back to zero uh we are officially 10 minutes into the challenge <laughs> and there's been no progress made yeah yeah <laughs> I know. 
Um, so more conversations. Three more minutes pass, and then you start again. This time it's Jimmy and Waxler. Um, and you get you get to a hundred, and you switch off. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, to, Why? Why? I don't know. Choco yeah. and Brendan go the next hundred. Um, then you and SMM do the next hundred. We got we're doing it. We're up to three hundred <laughs> now. Court and Brendan kill uh, nope brendan all right hold on uh i made him i marked jeffrey marked a mistake yes he put 267 instead of 367 so now you have to jump all the way back down to 266 um court and brendan resume back down to 200 another mistake um <laughs> you and choco do it the two of you get up to 300 uh jimmy and waxler do it you get to 400 and then court and yourself oh go and you finish 500. So <laughs> that one segment took about 40 minutes. Right, right. That's a long time. Oh my golly, is that ever a long time? Oh, that was so bad. <sighs> oh, man. Um, yeah, that's rough. That's rough. That was rough. Uh, so part two... Lot, lot, lot easier. You're going now down from 500 to zero, but you're counting by fives. Um, so <laughs> I love Jimmy. Jimmy's first response was, okay, only two people should do this one because it's mathy. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Choco and Jimmy do the net downward counting. Quick work of it. They're done in just a couple of minutes. We're back yeah. on track. Woohoo! Uh, break zone number one is a sequence of math equations. It's your time to shine. Uh, and uh, you weren't there. <laughs> you weren't available for this one. Um, SMM pulls it out, gets the answer. Again, it only takes a couple of minutes. So you got this. You're in it. Right. And then we get to the big one, the helix, which um, what we... <sighs> What we had to do, you had to pick three people to join a voice channel. Yeah. And one at a time, I would give provide a sentence to them in their confessionals. And you'd have to say this sentence in the voice channel. You could say it as many times as you want. And then the other two people who could not read the sentence would also have to repeat it without any mistakes. And then right. I'd, I'd do that for each person. Um, uh, obviously, you being in the situ place where you were wasn't going to do this one actively. Right. Um, and so it was uh, Choco, Brendan, and Court, ultimately, I believe. Um, I'm trying to let's see here. Choco went first uh, uh, and worked out fine. <laughs> um, and then it, so this took, it, it, there were like no messages sent. And it, it just ended up taking like 20 minutes to to do this is another long one um because the sentence brendan received was see if i can find it Uh, i don't even see it here where did i even send it i don't know um i'm not even sure did he even get one did we change it i don't know (laughs) i don't know where i sent it if i didn't send it to his confessional it's not in there um I don't know. They were really long sentences, though. 
They were. I made it. I made them very challenging, intentionally. Um, I don't know if I've put them anywhere. I really wanted to at least read them. Um, Anyway. Oh, here they are. Okay, okay. (laughs) So the first sentence, I went to the zoo with my brother, his partner, my aunt, and my nephew on Tuesday, and their favorite exhibits, respectively, were the peregrine falcon, capybara, armadillo, and platypus. Tricky, for sure. Yeah. Um, But, you know. Not impossible. No, not impossible. Not impossible. Uh, (laughs) I'll say it was driving me crazy because I was, in fact, playing along at home on this one. Um, And had the sentences pretty quickly written out and just were watching my tribe mates just like. Flounder. Love this thing left, right, and sideways. And I was like. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Second sentence. Some rides in the park can be exhilarating. Others may feel a bit tame, but everyone's intensity threshold is different. So you need to determine where your threshold is in order to find the rides that are most appropriate for you rather than ignore them entirely. Not as much lists going on here. um, Not as much memorization. Um, I think this is probably the easiest sentence of the three in that for that respect. But then we get to the last one. (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, Two weeks ago, I took my Labradoodle to the dog park while it was raining, and she frolicked in the mud for hours with a Rottweiler and Chihuahua until it was time for us to pack everything up, including her tennis ball, Frisbee, and other toys, then head back back home in my red Volvo where I spent 52 minutes bathing her before my partner returned home from work, exhausted and unable to cook dinner. So I put on my chef's hat, dialed 427-913-4489, and ordered two large pizzas from the Little Loomies down the block, one with anchovies and pineapple, the other with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, red onions, and mushrooms. Oh boy, that is a sentence. That is quite the sentence. Uh, I had so much fun writing it. <laughs> um, it was Cho- so Choco Beans was the one provided that sentence, uh, which might have been the mistake there, <laughs> because yeah. that meant Brendan had to re- remember it and recite it back. And this thing was not happening, right? This no. was not. This was not. Not where. I mean, and to be fair, I had. I was straight up that I was also drinking on this evening, um, <laughs> as I do. And but and so when Brendan first said that he was drinking, like I assumed he was drinking like I was drinking, you know, like two beers in maybe. No, 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 no. We were in a whole different universe from each other, right? It was, yes, a lot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, 20, uh, about 24-ish minutes Passed on this one <laughs> that was that was another lengthy lengthy segment uh, yeah we made it through um we're on to the mini hills uh so more counting uh this time it's yeah. the people that did not join the voice channel have to do this one so right. uh, you have to count from a to z back to a each letter must be sent as a single message and if you make a mistake you start yeah. over and one person yep. goes at a time yep so smm goes great court um goes but doesn't have to (laughs) so because she was on the voice channel uh you do yours great waxler great um 
And then Brendan has to do this because he jumped out of the voice call. Because he bailed on the other one. Yep. Yeah. And so a um, couple of pings. He doesn't respond. And uh, it's a five-minute penalty to proceed without him doing his portion. So you take the penalty and right. um, go on to the next step. <laughs> not great. Not great, Bob. No, not at all. Uh, and yet here we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess, I don't know. Obviously, very annoyed with SMM at the start of this challenge. Does yeah. that Does that just kind of disappear as Brendan's participation kind of rears its head or is are you able to hold both of those at the same time i held both of those at the same time but i also (laughs) didn't feel as close in game to brendan sure um so you know there was a part of my brain that was like well at least brendan's you know disastrous performance outshines smms Mm. one right um (laughs) so I was kind of grateful. Um, still annoyed that Court was not the one that blew this thing. Because um, that would have been convenient for me. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so once again, we roll out of this challenge. There Wasn't there a scavenger hunt bit to this one, too? Yeah. At some point? Because I remember being at my in-laws and being like, I am not, like, rummaging through my in-laws' drawers. <laughs> like, this is just not going to happen. Yeah, there was... I mean, I grabbed a few things, but... <laughs> The, the second break yeah. zone was a jigsaw puzzle, except yeah. it was all one image. So you had to, like, creatively rotate the pieces and mm-hmm. connect them together um, until you got the answer of Gleaming the Cube, the yep. uh, super famous, like, 90s movie or something <laughs> that I eventually I was... watched because of this, this challenge. I was alive then but missed that one, so... <laughs> That's fair. Um yeah. The next one was uh, Splashdown, where you had to post 10 images of water. Uh, these mm-hmm. could be taken off the internet. So, you know, don't have to rummage around anywhere for anything. Um, yep. That one, not too bad. Court got a picture of a toilet. Um, I don't know if that's her toilet or not, but a toilet. Love <laughs> to see it. Um, we finished that out. And then the penultimate task was the scavenger hunt. So... We gave you a list of 10 items. Uh, you need to take a picture of each one. Um, and each one of the players must post an image or you'll get a penalty. And if you get miss any items, you'll get a penalty. And we're going to accept the first image that you post immediately, which was an issue for the other tribe, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. This one, your side actually did fairly well on, on you know, strategizing and working together so that you you Woo! yeah uh <laughs> didn't leave did anyone out crash and burn on that one that's great that's yes good. um yeah. but it was tough i mean the 10 items aren't the most difficult things in the world uh salt shaker umbrella deck of cards tweezers a double a battery adhesive tape a red shirt a pumpkin um a book that's at least 350 pages long and <laughs> My opinion, the one that was probably the most difficult for people to find was the cookie cutter. Um, yeah, yeah, you're just a little bit too early to have those things dragged out of the <laughs> attic for yes. Christmas, right? Yep. Yeah. Fortunately, Court comes through with the cookie cutter. Uh, SMM keeps trying to draw things, 
and you pass those off as a pumpkin or a red shirt. It's a shirt that says red on it. Um, Then he draws another shirt and colors it in red. We did accept that, actually, Uh, as it turns out. Um, You felt sorry for us at that point. I mean, really, you had given up on us, and that was close enough. Yeah, I well, obviously, Mirth had gone or uh, Euphoria had gone earlier in the day. I knew what time you had to beat. I think you had already hit that time when you factored oh. penalty minutes by now. So, yeah. I don't know that that would have changed whether I'd accepted them or not. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, I don't. I don't think it mattered. Um, <laughs> and so we got to the final break zone, which was you had to come up with a five-letter word, and then letter shift each letter in that word. Um, mm-hmm. one step at a time, send that as a new message, and then do that over and over again until you got back to the original word. Yep. Um, and so uh, <laughs> you chose mirth, I think. Uh, or no, you started with mirth, but then you Did switched we? out, and you ended up going daddy. daddy. That's right, which is smart. Three of the same letter, super easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, you <laughs> had some yeah. mistakes uh doing this as well this is the part i reread last night and just got angry all over again (laughs) i was like well i mean not angry right i mean whatever but i was like there were instructions they were clear we knew what we had to do and people apparently not able to like put that thing together not everyone like most of us got it but there were a couple of us who did not get it and correct yeah yes and that caused some issues yeah, this one, uh-huh. this te- ends up taking about 15 minutes-ish mm-hmm. um, for a task that, in in literal terms, wants you to send 27 messages total. Uh, it's rough. Yeah. It's rough. Um, goes hand in <laughs> yeah. hand with uh, the, the lift hill and the helix as the three segments of the, of the roller coaster that really gave you a ton of trouble. Yeah. As a group. Yeah. Um, for sure you wrapped up around 12 30 in the morning my time eastern at uh 11 30 <laughs> where you were at the moment um <laughs> uh-huh. and uh then we go right into the results and i have to give you all the bad news that i'm guessing some of you kind of expected but i mean maybe 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 yeah. some of us realized that we had done really badly yeah <laughs> yeah uh, so it took you a little under two hours raw time and an hour and or two hours and 11 minutes with penalties included. Uh-huh. And it took the other tribe about an hour and a half raw time and 103 minutes with their penalties included. Yeah. Uh, so both tribes much worse than the guesstimated 60 minutes. Um yeah. But yeah, I think 90 is probably a more reasonable estimate and uh, maybe even longer than that should have been the estimate, honestly. Um, yeah. Maybe we had too many tasks. Uh, you know, who's no, to say? no, I think it was fine. <laughs> I think right, it was us. Right. It was it was us. It wasn't you. Yeah, it was us. <laughs> OK, um, so all that said, uh, you did lose the challenge. You are going back to vote somebody out and. You've got two prime, easy, <laughs> served on a platter players who just yep. made some mistakes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I, Very I would, public. 
Yeah. Very public mistakes. So is this the first vote for you that really involves some strategy and conversations that have to be had to figure out what's going to happen? Yeah. I mean, for sure, right? The, the, the other two had just kind of happened. So this one, this one we're definitely talking. I'm feeling pretty good at this point um, with, with beans and wax. Um, and I went to SMM and said, I am so glad Brendan fucked that up because if he hadn't, um, I'm pretty sure that you would be in a lot of trouble here. <laughs> and, <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully we can just pin this on Brendan. Um, and which is what happened. Of course, SMM was far closer to Brendan than I was, but, um, yeah, yeah. I didn't necessarily understand that fully at the time. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Was it difficult to rally people around Brendan as the target? I don't know that it was difficult um, from my from where I was sitting, from my perspective. Um, I think probably things were were dicier than I knew they were. Mm -hmm. But it didn't feel rough for me. But I was feeling playing such a transparent game, right? That that um, I was like, well. Like, I want us to win challenges. Brendan's the reason, partially, mostly, that we didn't win this challenge. This is an easy answer. I'm going to go to everybody I'm communicating with. And I had a whole conversation with Brendan about it, too. <laughs> right? There was a point when Brendan rolls in, and uh, I think Brendan was trying to get it to go on Jimmy, if I remember correctly. And uh, if I remember, I think that's right. Yes. And uh, right. And Brendan tried to question Jimmy's challenge performance. And I'm like, dude, I'm <laughs> literally looking at our challenges so far and Jimmy's doing great. So I'm not sure what the data is that you're using here. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing against Brendan, but like I was I was true to message. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy. Jimmy did real well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, ten check ten rides on the Ferris wheel, competent at Space Cadet. Won his carnival game. Like, yep, you know, no, no issues with Jimmy. Um, nope. All right, so uh, I guess are you expecting anything from this vote? Uh, are you thinking it will be unanimous? Do you think Brendan Brendan was able to convince anybody at least when, before the votes are revealed? I mean, I had my doubts that he was able to convince anybody, but um, it's it's so hard to know. I mean, I think you see sort of my, like, as much as my comp was flipping miserable and there's nothing in it, if you look at any given point in my conversations with Bird, right, <laughs> you're able to kind of see what's actually on my mind. And I was, I was you know, nervous right? Um, that I was misreading everyone and that I didn't know where things were, were landing and that maybe maybe I was I was in trouble here. Um, so, but yeah, I, I don't I don't ever go into a tribal council <laughs> confident and if I do I'm in a lot of trouble there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, I think that's, that's a good way to approach it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we show up at tribal council at the first legitimately 
concerning one, I think, for most mm -hmm. people. Yep. And um, I don't know, are, are because that was the case, are you paying more attention to what people are saying when they answer my questions uh, and how they're saying things and who they're responding to and that sort of stuff? Um, I think that's the thing I tend to do fairly well. I think I always pay attention to what people are saying and who they're responding to and where the likes are coming from. And um, that, that sort of um, like close reading to the situation is the thing that I do. And I think I did it in the other ones too. Like I was very aware of where, um, of where people were talking and where the connections seemed to be. Um, tribal councils are really useful for that, right? Because you, you do get to, get to watch this group of people actually interact as, as a group um, and have to put their ideas out there publicly. Although some of my tribe mates were better at like actually saying real words in, <laughs> <laughs> in answers than others. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Um, there was one interaction I, I wanted to pull out. Um, mm -hmm. I asked everybody, uh, do you feel like you're making the right choice tonight? And oh. you said yes. And Chocobean said yes. And Jimmy said yes. And uh -huh. then um, I asked... Uh, because I, I, I waited and nobody else was really saying anything. So <laughs> I proceeded with, um, does some of this silence indicate that there are people who don't agree with the choice they're making or that they know other people are making tonight? And yeah. Court says, I'm just admittedly confused tonight, but we can worry about that later if there is a later. Uh and Brendan said, I feel it is a bit telling that the only three to answer the above are the only three that seem to be either targeting me or never answer me. Um, mm. Which is interesting. And, and like, this is the first time we're really getting these sort of uh, yeah. <laughs> barbed comments and masked, you know, jabs uh, at Tribal Council this season. Um, yeah. And so, you know, you're one of those people. He's talking about you. Um, Absolutely. I don't know. How I do had you... told him where my vote was. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. How do you... I, I don't know that I would necessarily say he's trying to, like, pick a fight with you, obviously. But, you know, he's trying to rile that group of people up. Because, you know, that's one of the strategies yeah. you can do when you're on the bottom or a vulnerable or a target. Um I don't know. Is it difficult to not react to that type of thing for you? Because you, eh. you end up not saying anything until right. the conversation passes. Um. <laughs> um, you know, I knew that, I mean, obviously, Brendan knew I had targeted him. I had told him as much to his face. Uh, there, was, <laughs> there was no mystery there. So... So I don't know. I'm I am pretty good. Again, this is sort of I think with my nature as being somebody who's fairly politic and who has who has lived a while and engaged and and you know dealt with a lot of different human beings over the course of my life. Like I'm pretty good at letting that kind of stuff just roll, you know, and being like there's there's nothing there's nothing that can be gained from me giving that a response. He knows I'm targeting him. He's called me out on it. 
everybody else also knows I'm targeting him. So it's not like there's a secret here as far as how I'm playing the game. Um, again, when I look back at this, at this org in particular, wow, was I transparent, right? <laughs> I, I mean, unimaginably transparent. Um, and so, so like there, there was, I don't know what else I would have said. Yep. I'm targeting you. You knew everybody else knew there was no purpose in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess the argument Brendan kind of, I don't know, Brendan doesn't have a great leg to stand on to try to defend his challenge performance, at least in the yeah. roller coaster specifically. Right. Um, yeah. But so I think he, he tries to take a different tactic in terms of, you know, uh, this is a short term gain, but a long term loss is how I'll phrase it. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, that doesn't really jive with the strategy you're approaching things uh, with in this uh -huh. season. But is that something that has changed for you in games that you've played since this? I think, yeah. I mean, I think to some extent, like, you know, definitely. Let's we're going to get to the Jimmy vote, <laughs> and uh, I don't know that that was a short-term win for that wasn't a win for me. Um, that was me playing a very personal game. And again, we're going to get to it later. But um, yeah, I think I think I was very single-sided. I mean, I was single-sided largely through this whole game, but I was especially single-sided in the pre-merge. Um, and, and yeah, do I have some regrets over that? Probably, because things could have played out really differently. I don't know that Brendan is someone... I wasn't bonded with Brendan, though. Um and so this particular vote was kind of as good for me as any except for court. Mm -hmm. um, there was nobody else besides court I would rather have voted out here. So, eh, that that was okay. And I, Brendan's a great guy, right? Uh, mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> I, I think he's I think he's awesome, and uh, I've loved seeing him in other stuff. So, yeah. But other than me targeting court, and I had no leg to stand on to target court at this time. There we go. All right. Uh, so we get to the votes. Um, and uh, we get vote for Brendan, vote for Jimmy, vote for Brendan. Second vote for Jimmy. Yeah. Brendan, Brendan, Brendan is voted out. Um, yep. So uh, again, he, now here again, we have last vote you went to was somebody uh, who, you know, shouting court's praises like i said uh -huh. this time we have court voting with the person who's going home uh in brendan uh yeah. in in the dm between the two of them she says some she tells him that like everyone she's talked to outside of the that dm wasn't giving her a straight answer wasn't telling her what they were doing uh which yep. to me feels like it's setting things up for if we go back Court's the next person voted out. Yep. Okay. <laughs> We're on the same page. <laughs> we, we, yes. <laughs> yes, we are on the same page. I think, you know, again, the, the one person who kind of bonds with, with Court from my side of the world is, is Beans. And I think Beans was probably more honest than anybody else was. But Court, court gets consistently shut out of votes. Um, <laughs> in the pre-merge that is not an inaccurate statement yes um 
and then one more thing. Uh, so uh, Brendan voted out. Uh, you're going to be down to six people. 14 left in the game. Um, this is going to be the second tribal council in a row where SMM hangs around a few minutes afterward <laughs> to yeah. search for things. Um, which obviously you don't necessarily know that in the game. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I just find it's SMM. His antics antics are very amusing. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And, and, you know, I wish I had done stuff like that, right? I wish <laughs> that I had actually gone out searching. Um, I felt like I devoted all of my time to this game and still never managed to actually search for anything. So... Um, props to people who were able to play the game and search for stuff simultaneously. It's not a thing I was able to, sadly. That's understandable. So, um, final 14, we're going to give you a taste of the merge life with an individual immunity challenge in White Knuckles. Yep. Um, Giant go-kart track. Uh, Fun fact, when I was originally designing the track, I had intended for each tribe to make an entire revolution around it. <laughs> um, and one of the problems I kept running into was based on the mechanics that we were using for how you cart handled, um, it couldn't just be an oval. That would be too easy. And right. so I had to start adding turns into it. And then I had too many turns, so I made less turns. And by the time we ended up... like. I had to make it so big and with enough turns to make it actually competitive and strategic that it became too big <laughs> for mm-hmm. to go around an entire time. Yep. Um, so nobody gets to sit out, which is exciting. Uh, yeah. But you're also playing for individual immunity, which means both tribes are going to be going to tribal council, whatever yep. happens, um, yep. which uh, scary. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, how... Yeah. I guess before we get into the specific challenge aspect of it, like where, I don't know. I, I, do you, did you feel comfortable in a group of six knowing you had, it it seems like three people in Choco, SMM and Waxler that were working with you? I mean, I was feeling okay. I wanted to make damn sure that court didn't win. (laughs) I did not want court having immunity here. Sure. Um, Because, that because the other i mean because again i was i really like jimmy like i was having a tough time schedule wise getting together with jimmy um he obviously had a ton of stuff going on in his personal life that was impeding the game at this point Mm -hmm. um but i was my biggest goal in this challenge was to make sure the court didn't win sounds (laughs) sounds good uh yeah as you would expect really um yeah this is also the first challenge we're doing that is a spreadsheet challenge. Um, oh, I yeah. love this one so much. This is my favorite <laughs> challenge of the season. I loved this challenge. Good. I'm this glad. This was my wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, here, Here's another peek uh, behind the scenes. So when I originally created this, um, there was a the, the track layout and the rule. So the, the rules of it are that the movement you had in the last round is the movement you have in the new round plus two squares in any configuration of directions, right? Yep. So yep. that means that 
and you're able to like cut corners in that sense because yeah. we're not saying you're driving directly in a straight line from point A to point B, just that that's where you ended up. That's how fast you're going. Yeah. In the original version, and something we almost left in to see if anyone would catch on, but then decided that if somebody did catch on, a lot of the other players would be very disappointed, um, was that if you started at the very far side of the uh, of the like track on the start, uh-huh. you could create a scenario where you were able to jump that gap between the starting segment and like after the first turn right before the straightaway there was enough space and there was no rule saying you couldn't do that so that would have been incredibly interesting (laughs) yeah man that's awesome i it never ever would have occurred to me that i could leave the track um i mean to jump over a null space yeah that in no universe could you have set up the track in such a way that it w- i would have thought oh i could do that um yeah so i'm i'm glad that wasn't a possibility because it wouldn't occur- have occurred to me yes uh yeah, yeah that was uh yeah I, I i realized it close to when the i think maybe in the night be- day before or maybe morning yeah. of the challenge and i was like oh that's so cool but i don't think we can do it unfortunately would have been Um, cool though yeah um that would have been fun (laughs) so uh the way this worked was you all started on in in your in your case the bottom part of the track um you would wind around and try to get to the top there was a finish line up there whoever crossed that finish line first on your tribe won immunity There were also three points on the track that if you stopped on those points, they were some sort of advantage information thing. Um, But they were positioned in a way that if you're in those spaces, you're probably not driving very well. (laughs) Right. Oh, trust me. I mapped this thing out before we started. (laughs) I had copied it over and, and totally recreated it and mapped out my path and I tried to create a path that was going to be efficient enough to win and hit a couple of those spots and I couldn't do it. Um, mm. they, they were because of the way they were set. I, I still wonder if I went back and spent more time with it. Cause we only had like an hour right between getting the, the, between being able to see the track and starting the game. I think it was something like that. Yeah. Um, if I had had more time, could I have, could I have mapped it out in such a way that I could have hit some of those spaces and still won. Um, I would have, yeah, that would have been fun. That getting a little more time, but, and I'm sure I still have it copied. I could try again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, unfortunately not, not the right way. And so, uh, yeah. So as we get into this, um, I don't know. How did you feel in the early going? I think this, the the most difficult portion of the track is the first turn, in my opinion. I think it, well, s- it is. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely the hardest part, and the reason it is the hardest part of the track is because everybody's bunched up at that point, right? And you really can't. I mean, other than people who shot for that first advantage spot, everybody's going to be kind of near each other because you you've been going in a straight line. You're only going so much, and I slam into into beans. Um, I think once and then I got flustered and sent an incorrect command which like ran me into a wall um, 
which was unfortunate because in my plan, I had actually was intentionally running into walls in order to stop my momentum and make turns. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't supposed to run into that wall at that time. And I was like, oh, I just blew one of my wall run intos. That was very disappointing. Yes, because yes. uh, your maximum speed was eight squares in yeah. any configuration. And if you hit a wall, your max speed went down by one each time. Yep. So definitely... Uh, once or twice probably not a huge problem but like after once you get to that point every wall after that is a pretty big detriment especially yep. when you look at the very end of the track that is going to be a mad dash sprint practically yeah, yeah. um yeah so yeah you and you and beans are gonna be the sort of um leaders on the track uh -huh. for most of the the race i think for your side um, yep. Waxler and SMM in that next group uh, with Court just a little bit behind them. And then, of course, Jimmy does not never, show up. Never leaves the starting line. Never yeah. leaves the starting line. Um, Sad yeah. day. So I guess as, as, we're, as we go through this, um, I don't know. How, how did – you're going to end up in the lead for the majority of the race. But yeah. how nerve-wracking was it? especially going into some of the turns and making sure everything was just so. Yeah. I think the only part where I found it nerve wracking was that first turn when beans and I slammed into each other. And then I did, I totally got flustered, sent in the wrong command, whatever, slam into a wall. And I'm like, Oh, um, cause I had, you know, I had mapped it out. And then I, then I like between turns, I remapped, right. Mm. The whole rest of the thing. I knew exactly where I was going to land on each thing. And uh, and at some point in this in that next straightaway, I pull ahead so far that I'm not catchable anymore, if I remember correctly, or largely not catchable. Yeah. Um, and so at that point, at that point, I didn't have to worry about other cars, and I could just, you know, enjoy the slide into the end. Um, yeah. But... The the only minor concern was that uh, Beans had a higher max speed than you at that point. Yep. And I, it yep. wasn't enough to overtake you, but, um, you know, if it was one notch in either direction, who's to say? Exactly. Um, yeah. And I had to adjust to deal with that. Yes. But, but on the other hand, I wasn't, I mean, I, I was mostly worried about court not winning and court wasn't even in contention. Um, you know, but it did occur to me also that maybe I should have done what I think Waxler did and just like basically shoot for all of the advantages and not even worry about winning um so yeah i that's a yeah. it's a tough one um it to is. know what to you know you have to kind of really figure out where your spot in the game is um to know what's worth doing yeah. at that point but you know at this at the same time like i thought that challenge was so fun that i <laughs> wanted to win it because it was fun right part of it for me was like like I obviously want to win this. Like this is this is totally my wheelhouse. I'm gonna be embarrassed if I don't win this. <laughs> I would have loved to have gone head to head with Bird on that one. I mean, that would have been a blast. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> speaking of which, uh, so you, you like we said, you you're gonna cross the finish line. You're gonna win individual yeah. immunity. Lovely, great, yeah. awesome. Um, Euphoria starts later in the evening. Yeah and uh ends up calling it quits uh, i don't know 75 percent of the way through the track 
right. um, at least in Bird's case, uh, who was in a pretty similar situation relative to Darcy that you were to uh, mm-hmm. to, to Beans. Um, that there wasn't in my, you know, I, I, when I talked to Darcy, I was <laughs> in the background mathing out you know the optimal path for bird the optimal path for darcy yeah and like darcy could have gained space i think um i don't know if i was actually factoring in the max speed or not though i might not have been doing that i might have forgotten about that component but um so but you know yeah it wasn't a thing that i think you know knowing bird and knowing bird wasn't just going to make a mistake um right yeah i think you by by them ending the challenge early they weren't going to affect the outcome in any way the only thing that they were really affecting was whether or not more people would get some of the advantages on the track right Um, which i don't think anyone really talked about or if they did they weren't willing to like voice that opinion um Mm -hmm. so uh yeah i don't know uh speaking of which so so there were three pieces of information the Mm -hmm. first piece of information was that the tribes were going to merge with 11 people left in the game Uh, The second piece of information was a clue that said, you may find a new way to communicate with the right foundation. Um, Yep. Which was a very pointed description (laughs) of uh, uh, of the neural links. And Mm -hmm. I think even more specific than that, um, depending on, you know, because I think that ultimately gets SMM to finding... Uh, the neural link that he finds. Yeah. Um, and the last one, which Waxter was the only person who got this one, uh, was there's more than meets the eyes on Peregrine, which is the name of one yeah. of the roller coasters in the park. And that is going to eventually lead him to discovering the uh, safety goggles uh, in yep. the coaster corner, which uh, Bird had found the... Um, Spyglass's counterpart over on mm-hmm. Euphoria, which lets you peek in on a any channel you don't have access to for an hour, and then we'll tell you what happened. Mm, um, right. So yeah, lots. This is a lot of stuff <laughs> in this challenge. Um, yeah. So yeah, so Bird's going to win immunity on the other side, cutting the challenge short. Uh, you have the immunity on your side, and then uh, I don't remember which why we determined. Um, how we determined who would get to go first. Uh, but Mirth was going to go to tribal council on Tuesday and you were going to go to tribal and Euphoria was going to go to tribal council on Wednesday. Right. Uh, probably because you went first. And so you just had more time, I guess. Um, all right. So you're safe. Nothing to worry about. Uh, time to vote out court. Oh, no, no, apparently it's not. It is not time to vote out court. Um, it is time to vote out Jimmy. Um, <laughs> and that, you know, I think these these games are so complex because they're so tied into personal feelings, right? Mm-hmm. That you can't you can't play this game well. I mean, maybe court can, but the rest of us um, can't play this game well without bonding with people, without caring about people, without being you know, invested in their lives and wanting, wanting good things for them. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, the worst thing that Jimmy could have done for his personal life was to stay in Nexus park. He'd just gotten a job. 
he hadn't had a job in quite some time from my understanding um you know the you know the the parent in me desperately wanted to protect jimmy from himself vote him out and say hey concentrate on the thing that's gonna help you succeed in life because this is just a game and um that's what we did that's what we did and it was a horrible decision for my game but um it it was i think it was the right decision for jimmy i mean do i get to tell jimmy how to live his life no but uh at the same time like he was not in the in the right place to be able to devote the amount of time the game needed while also successfully maintaining a job he'd had for three days right so yeah so that's that's why that happened and how it happened i didn't want to vote out jimmy um now the the question there becomes like i still was dealing with beans right and beans at this point is very much won over by court and um so it would have been a lift to vote out court because it would have tested the bond i had with beans but i if it were not for jimmy in that situation i absolutely would have done it and i think we could have done it um i think we had the numbers so there we are yeah i it's it's so i don't know like when you watch the show and you see somebody i mean even these past few seasons we've seen a bunch of people have to look at to take have have medical look at them for one reason or another um and like you can see and you can feel how anytime it's not an obvious like all right we can't let you play we literally can't (laughs) it's impossible for you to keep on like those are i almost prefer that instance than the scenario where like they kind of let the player make the decision or at least it seems that way to us on as viewers because it's it's you know for so many of the people playing and obviously this isn't (laughs) for a million dollars you're not actually on an island (laughs) there aren't hundreds of millions of people you know dying to get to play alliance but when you're playing survivor like that's there are there are that many people watching and hoping to play and to be chosen to get to go out there and then for some maybe stupid decision you made or <laughs> overextension in a challenge or just a right. poor something or other leading to like, oh man, I I could keep playing and I might never be the same again physically for one reason right. or another, but I could keep playing. And yeah. You, you can tell that anybody facing those types of decisions is is not always doesn't always want to go in the direction that is in their best well-being um, yep. which is really really tough um, and so this is I don't know sort of analogous to that in an org yeah sort of orgy sort of way like you aren't on an island you're not risking your physical lives but you're not taking a month off of your job to play these games right you Mm -hmm. still have a job or you're finding a job or you're in school you have swim meets you've got you know a lot of responsibilities you have kids parents you know significant others and pets all the like uh and so the that's the analogy here is that if you're neglecting significant chunks of that real life stuff um Mm -hmm. it can be 
debilitating and, and devastating uh, coming out the yeah. other side if you're not careful. Yeah, if you, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, if you aren't set up in a stable situation to begin with, mm-hmm. and then you allow your life to get consumed by this game. And I was, I was feeling that really acutely, right? Um, because I was allowing this game to absorb my life. Like, it was very much everything I did, everything I thought about. I dreamed about it. I woke up thinking about it. I thought about it in the shower, right? It was, and so, but, you know, my life is super stable. Right. There's for me to sort of half acid at work for a month or two is is not going to impact my 21 year career. (laughs) Right. But it absolutely could take somebody who has just started a brand new, you know, frontline customer service job Mm -hmm. and end their short stint at that job in a week. Yeah. And you know, I was acutely aware of that for him. And because of that, again, made the absolute wrong decision for my game. Because I think Jimmy could have been a great ally for me. Um, but made the right decision for a person I cared about. Right. So, yeah, there we are. And that's that's the, the crux of the game, really. Yeah. Is how do you balance the emotional investment you have in these other people uh in yourself um with knowing that you all can't win you all can't get to the end if your alliance is greater than three people one of you is not going (laughs) to get there right Um, yeah and so it's and there are some people who are just really, really good at separating those things out. Um, and then, but I would say in the same token, like there are some people who are really bad at separating those things out and it's still a po- They're still able to make that a positive part of their game, which Absolutely. Is, is also equally as impressive. Um, yeah, no, I completely agree. And I, I think I do play a really, I play a really personal game. Every game I've played has been a really personal game. Um, you know, am I better at separating it now than I was then? Yeah. Um, I did not do a good job in Nexus Park at separating much of anything. But I still, the game I play is intensely personal. And and to me, you know, this vote for Jimmy were I to be in this particular situation in pretty much any org I was playing, you know, I, I'll go on ahead and if whoever listens to this, you can know for pretty much sure that if I'm in this same situation, I'm going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that, that is that, that lays bare, I think an element of my game that I, I care about the people I play with. I care about my allies and I'm not, I'm not going to allow, um, if I can help it, I'm not going to allow somebody to tank their real life um, for playing a game. If 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 I can have any say in it, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well. Uh, <laughs> and yet. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for this in for in this moment, um, we <sighs> we wrinkle things a little bit um, with when you show up at tribal council. Uh, there are a few extra spectators yep. <laughs> watching. Um, Darcy and Spengeman are watching from, from the wings. 
Uh, they can't yep. talk, but they can react, similar to how the jury function later on. Um, again, like this is going to be a fairly straightforward vote, but yeah, now it's a little. It's I don't know. It's it's a little weird to. It's one thing to be hiding very transparent words from the people you're able to talk to all the time and a different thing to be hiding stuff from people who you've maybe never even talked to in the game yeah but presumably will be talking to in the very near future should you get that far and so you can't you don't want to alienate them but you don't want at least too much but you also can't just openly you know be very receptive to them amidst all your other friends. <laughs> right. So it's, right. a, it's a bit of a, a line to walk. Um, yeah, I don't know. How did you feel knowing that a couple of the Euphoria tribe members were watching and how did that affect you if it did at all? Uh, you know, because of the nature of this particular vote, I don't think that that did have a huge effect on me. I mean, had I been sitting on that other tribe <laughs> in theirs, like, I would have been acutely aware that I was being watched. Um, but ours ours being fairly straightforward, um, as unfortunate as it was, like, it, <laughs> that it didn't really matter to me that um, Darcy and Spen were there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, we get through pretty straightforward tribal council. Um, Jimmy shows up just to make sure that we all know he's alive after coming home from work and uh missed the challenge and 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 it's tough right because it's not the same as say uh it's not that jimmy like asked to be voted out no he didn't um uh you know it was more it's you know it's it's a very and I, I I felt this before when you have other people making a decision for you that yeah. is from their perspective in your best interest, but a decision that you weren't going to make yourself. Um, that's that's tricky. That's tough. That's uh, it takes some time depending on what's happening to like get to the same yeah. head to a headspace that understands that it was a good decision for you. Um. Yeah, right. no, I, I completely agree. And, you know, beyond that, I think that Jimmy had the fortunate or unfortunate luck, depending on which perspective you're looking at it from, of sitting on a tribe with three parents, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there, there is something that is definitely true about the fact that I was in a close alliance at that point with two other people who both had kids, and it is it is a mind changing experience because all of a sudden you, you kind of perceive yourself in that place all the time. You, you think all the time about how would I want this to play out if this was my kid in this situation? Yes. But Yeah. yeah, no, it's weird. It is weird. And it is weird sort of enforcing on somebody else what they should do with their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get it. Uh, but it is a, unanimous vote uh on jimmy jimmy puts his vote on court um and 
it, to his credit, he didn't he didn't come away sour or or salty or anything, at least visibly. Um, and uh, we we move on. We 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 take it in. We process. We pr- we proceed. Yep we we get we get criticized in TBA for making the wrong game move. Is what we do. Yeah. That that is that is accurate. <laughs> That's yeah. legit. That is legit. And and fair enough. It was the wrong game move. Yep. Yep. Um, and then this we so we had had this idea for for um because one of the things so in a normal org uh normal org in orgs that aren't that run a 24-hour cycle of format you have a challenge and you have a vote and the cycle nature of it is super convenient for a lot of reasons um we don't do that exactly though there's usually like 24 hours after the challenge before the tribal happens or whatever um but one of the things that i've always been sad about as a host is that i don't have my cast on an island at the will of whatever i want to do to them (laughs) (laughs) right Um, and so one of the things one of the ideas that i think this was meg's idea um was to say well what if we had something relatively small like getting to look you know spectate another tribe's tribal council and we just jumped into their you know your camp channel about an hour before it was going to happen and we're like hey there's a ticket hidden out in the sub channels if you find it you get to go see it right yep. Yep. in the moment live thing um it's not debilitating if you're not the one that gets it yeah. um even if you're online like there's going to be more than one person online so like you could be online and still not get it like it's gonna be fine it's not an extra vote it's not an idol whatever um and that's kind of what we were doing here and uh i thought it went really well um obviously darcy spenjamin don't get a ton out of spectating your tribal council but (laughs) you know like that's gonna happen uh one of the things i don't think we considered in the moment was this the fact that smm was hanging around in tribal council after everyone else left (laughs) so when he when everyone else grabbed their torch and went back to camp and he didn't and he just started talking to darcy and spenjamin oh i i was like wait a second (laughs) this is not okay this is not the plan (laughs) this was not how this was supposed to happen and i was really concerned that like Cause like, I wasn't sure I was still, you know, kind of coming and feeling out my own purpose and role and how I wanted to handle things, especially, you know, impromptu scenarios like this. Um, I was like, okay, well, oh shoot. Obviously they can't talk back to him, but like he could say whatever he wants. (laughs) What is he going to say? And thankfully, um, he, he decided to like leave after a few minutes. He didn't, nothing really came of it, but, I was not sure how long I was going to let that happen if he had decided to hang out. Because yeah. um, generally, if there wasn't somebody for him to talk to, I would have been fine leaving him in there as long as he wanted to. Um, yep. Like, that's up to him. Like, you can't talk to anybody else in your tribe while you're in there. Uh, I know that there wasn't anything to be found in there, at least in Nexus Park. So, uh, sure. Sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> whatever. Um, but here, where it is actually advantageous, potentially, for him to sit there, like, uh, sketchy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. For sure. That's interesting. I didn't actually even think about that having yeah. been a thing that happened. I didn't realize that that was going on, but but fair. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, he knew that people were watching. He chose to hang out. Like, <laughs> it's a choice that any of us could have made. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so <clears throat> props to him for doing that. Um, it's, yeah, it, I think I'm always kind of fascinated by a player doing something that it it's not, you know, in direct conflict with what we're asking you to do, but it you know it's it's outside of the box it's it's unique it's different it's something that we're maybe not uh -huh. prepared for that we have to kind of adjust to in the moment um yep whether that's and uh there are some people who may listen to this who will uh make fun of me for bringing it up yet again but um in mojo desert i loved the fact that jasmine bid using cents instead of whole dollars in the auction because we never <laughs> said you couldn't and so she threw like a penny on every single thing that she wasn't actually interested in just in case just in case right um or uh yeah i think those i i think there's some really exciting things that end up happening in this sense that i love a lot and this is almost nearly one of them <laughs> It was terrifying, <laughs> and, but yeah. I mean, I can see that from from your perspective, but honestly, like I that that is a way of playing the game and mm -hmm. not technically breaking the rules. So <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, again, props to SMM for that. I think it, you know, it is the kind of thing that somebody who's a fairly experienced org player might think of that the rest of us are not going to think of. Mm -hmm. Um. All right, so uh, Jimmy, gone. You're now down to five yeah. people on Mirth. Um, <sighs> yeah. And now we have a tribal council for Euphoria. And we're going to come into your camp and do the same thing uh, we yep. did over there. Um, and the three uh, passes are going to be found by Waxler, Choco Beans, and... SMM. I'm scrolling up trying to get to it before I finish. SMM. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So those yes. three get to watch the Euphoria Travel Council. And so yeah. you can talk to Bird. What do you know yeah. is going on in Euphoria at this moment? I mean, I was, you know, uh, <laughs> my, I, I assume that my DM with Bird is by far my longest DM. I mean, by a landslide. Um, and you know, I'm absolutely knowing that that Taylor is is extremely messy at this point. That, um, and and that he is, you know, using this sort of like knowledge about this neural link, guess about this neural link, as far as I know, um, to try to sort of blow things up. The irony being that almost everybody already knew about the neural link because Bird had just kind of told people, um, as had I. And, uh, but I, but, but I knew that it was getting messier and, and that it at the very least firmed up against Taylor, um, as that tribal progressed. So, 
that that I was well aware of. And then, of course, you know, I, I was able to hear back the the firsthand accounts from both Beans <laughs> and Wax when they show back up as well. But I was I was pretty aware of what was going. On. Okay, uh, yeah, this was not a unanimous <laughs> vote on Jimmy by any stretch. Ah, uh-uh, no. Uh, <laughs> this, uh, they, they got their money's worth out of these tickets. Um, mm-hmm. you've got eight people left on Euphoria at the start of that tribal council. Yep. Um, Taylor is really feeling himself, <laughs> um, <laughs> and targeting, uh, Darcy. Uh, and then everything comes to a head. I have to step in and like stop tribal council in the middle of it so that they stopped them from talking because it was just getting out of hand. Um, and it was, and then like, even after it came back, like it was still a lot of like, I don't know it. And then I, I've talked about this obviously with the people who were there that I've been able to record with so far, but the thing that I find most frustrating uh, about this event and about many events that take place in, in just, online scenario uh, environments yeah. is it unless you are like a person's best closest friend in the entire world and the only way you know them is through online communication text for, forms of com of contact uh-huh. you cannot fully grasp the tone and the inflection in the words that they are saying whether it's a joke, whether it's serious, um, it's impossible. It's so yep. tough. And just like I've read back through that tribal council a couple of times. And for the life of me, like I've talked with Taylor a fair number bit of time. I've talked with Darcy a lot more. And I still cannot deter, de- like I couldn't read through that conversation and know how much they were actually upset with each other or not upset with each other, or if it was a joke or like where the line was at any point in time. And like, that's infuriating. (laughs) And I'm (laughs) not even part of the drama. I can't even imagine uh, being involved in anything like that um, and trying to parse it, Uh, you know, because you could have as, especially with people watching this from the outside, you could have come away from that thinking like, oh man, these people, like they must be super close with each other to be able to joke that seriously (laughs) about things. Or you could come away with like, oh my God, I think they're going to like kill each other. Like, I think they hate each other over there. Like there's no Uh harmony at all. And they would both be valid readings of like what just transpired. Um, Yep. It's, it's, it's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, and I've I've not gone back and and actually read that tribal. I've only I only know of that tribal secondhand. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I think the the real danger in that one was that one of them was perceiving things very differently than the other. Sure. And yes. uh, and which I think there's some accuracy too. So and you also have some. I mean, the fascinating thing there is you've got since it was kind of a Darcy Taylor thing, right? You've got some interesting power dynamics there of an adult man and a teenage girl. And um, so that there's some really fascinating sort of psychology stuff <laughs> in how that particular tribal played itself out. Yes. And 
and yeah, and, and especially you bring up power dynamics, and this is something I talked about with Darcy, was it in a normal real world scenario, that's that's very you know, that's you know, these are two people who wouldn't really be on equal footing in yeah. most places. Um and yet here in this environment we're asking all of you to be on equal footing whether you're yeah. 15 20 30 40 60 <laughs> whether you right. have kids or grandkids parents or grandparents um and that's something that you know she brought that up i had never really con- obviously you know i especially with like bread and and other people who've played an alliance in the past that are very young, especially in our org, uh, you know, you, you you see that sort of happening and you definitely feel yeah. some people don't value um, younger players as much as they mm-hmm. probably should. But I don't think I'd ever really thought of it in those con- in that context where, you know, Darcy, who I believe was like 18, 17, 18 at the time. Um, yeah even independent of the relationship she had with Taylor in the game, like she's going to be the reason to vote out people in this game that are twice her age. And like, that's such a weird, like she's going to have people like even yourself who like reach out to her as an equal in this game. Yeah. Which is such a weird situation, I think. And fascinating for sure. it, It is that thing um is really one of the things that brings me back to these games that keeps me in this community um the fact that the people i meet and interact with here there is zero chance i would develop close (laughs) relationships with in any other context i mean just none right Mm -hmm. there's no way i'm developing a friendship with you know some like random 17 year old girl (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Um, You know, like I can think 17 year old girls are, you know, perfectly lovely human beings, but um, it would it would verge on the inappropriate, you know. And in this space, it it happens and it happens organically. I mean, organically within the context of a game that is remarkably inorganic. Mm -hmm. Um, But but it happens and those relationships become, you know, can can become really close and really important to the people involved um you know so i've thought a lot about that i i kind of honestly repeatedly um have a at least a close ally who is a teenager um normally they go out right around merge boot sadly for me (laughs) Um, oops yeah uh but that is a it's a pattern in the games that i've played that I've noticed that there's a there's sort of a natural connection because I can at least connect on the basis that I've got teenagers and they are teenagers. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that that is really cool, and that is part of this community that I that I love the most because as a human being, I find you know we in real life surround people with surround ourselves with people who are so much like us. Right. I mean, you look at my social media feeds and I am just like barraged by people who think and largely look and act exactly like I do. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is a space where that thing, 
all those barriers get broken. Um, and I end up really bonding with people who are, who I may, I have commonality with in some sense, but not in the same way that I've got commonality with like, you know, the librarian who works in the office next to me, who's right around my age and my race. And we enjoy, you know, the same television shows and movies and everything else. Right. Um, so that is, that is so cool, right? That is such a cool thing about this community. Mm -hmm. um, I've also thought a lot about the impact of, of, you know, race and gender and especially age in the way these games play themselves out. Right. It's not on accident that I ally with people who are teenagers and then they are consistent merge boots. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a pattern to these games in the way, uh, you know, if you watch um, at least the games I've been in or watch closely, people my age either go out really early or pretty late. Right. They either can't make that initial bond with with the people on their tribe because there's just there's there's too much pulling against them mm -hmm. or on the other hand they make that bond and then they are trusted partially by the sheer fact of their age and who they are and they move their way through the game pretty cleanly so um and and i think teenagers are kind of the opposite they can tend to skate through pretty easily early on unless they're kind of alone um but as soon as as a teenager hits merge all of a sudden whether they're messy or not, they're going to be perceived that way. And um, it's, it is a fascinating thing to watch as sort of a social experiment of how, of how we perceive each other, um, regardless of what we actually do. You know, I've seen bread make moves in games that I've also made in games, and the way people perceive the move that he made Mm -hmm. versus the way they perceive the move I made. Same move, right? <sighs> totally different. Totally different perceptions of um, where that move came from, what it was, who was responsible for it, all of it. All of it. So cool. So interesting. Kind of heartbreaking sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's a really... And, 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 and I think it, it just... It's it's I know I, I love looking at the the data of it all. Um, obviously, that is something I'm <laughs> very fond of. Uh, yeah. You know, it wasn't until Devin just won in Surawali that a teenager won Alliance. Um, it took eleven seasons to get to that point. He was only yeah. the fifth teenager to even make FTC in Alliance, um, and. Uh, None of them had ever gotten better than second before he showed up, obviously, yeah. I guess. Um, and I think, you know, you've got two, three, four, five, six, six total votes received by um, teenage finalists before Devin. Uh, yeah. It's a small number <laughs> in it's 11 very seasons. Um, you know, we... And then, then you look at the other side, uh, Discordia, first boot, was the only teenager that season. Um, Summit, High Seas, Nexus Park, all three seasons, first boot, teenager. Um, you know, Surawali, first boot, teenager. Uh, but also, I, I like the idea, I, I enjoy thinking about it in terms of like orgs in general, where there are just 
a lot more teenagers <laughs> playing yeah. orgs yeah. typically than there are anyone else. Um, which, you know, makes us more of an outlier in that respect. Uh, and I guess For most sure. of the other orgs that Alliance people congregate to, like RPO. Um, and so, yep. yeah, it, it it's a shame that there's not, that, you know, you don't have a group of people show up to play the same season and they aren't given, you know, a, a you know, a benefit of the doubt because of any reason obviously but yeah particularly age um when i you know even look at like who hosts these other orgs like they're not 40 year olds <laughs> usually <laughs> no. um yeah. like i think you know rpo hosted by and I, I don't know most of them very well but they're probably all i think they're all like in their 20s give or take yeah um you know smm hosts banjo hosts uh bird isn't that much older than them hosts things and yep. yep you know you don't see 30 plus year old hosts and orgs that often you're more likely to find teenagers yeah. uh so yeah that it makes it even stranger <laughs> that they are the ones who seem to typically get more of the brunt of the reaction in the game mm-hmm. um yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it it is fascinating. I mean, but it it also you know plays itself out as a microcosm of society, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is we the the starting lines that we begin at are all different, um, and if if you don't see that, then you're not paying attention. So, yes. uh, in these games, the starting lines we all start out at are different, right? Uh, and and I, you know, when I start, I know I have to hit the ground running now. I now know that I have to hit the ground running really fast in that first day or two. Or the 20-somethings are going to um, bond to an extent that I can't break in. And, and that, that is kind of, that's just a reality of, of every game I'm ever going to play unless I decide to play as somebody I'm not. And that's not going to happen because I don't actually think I'm capable (laughs) of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, each, each sort of person sort of sitting in this community, there are different challenges at different points of the game based on who you are, where you've come from, how you're going to be perceived, what the cast looks like. It is, it's cool stuff. It is cool stuff, but it also means that sometimes it's just not fair. Right. Yes, um, absolutely. And and I hope that everybody who plays these games, I you know, I look at I I hope that bread, right? I hope bread can always remember that that sometimes there is nothing he could have done, right? Yeah. Nothing he could have done um, to change the outcome of X situation because he was pigeonholed into whatever box other people saw him in. Um, and that's true in orgs, and it is also sadly true in life. So here we are. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Well. Uh... Sorry about that. <laughs> no, I absolutely. wandered down <laughs> philosophy lane. That no, was great. I love it. It's great. It's, what I, it's one of the things <laughs> I like most about doing these. It happens a yeah. lot. Yeah. So um, yeah. Uh, the ultimately, uh, you have... Taylor and Nay and Jordan vote for Darcy 
everyone else votes for Taylor. Taylor's eliminated 5-3. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, SMM and Waxler and Beans all come back and share the exciting uh, time that they had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, uh, I guess last last question about that scenario is does and, and of course you also get the the fallout from explained in part by from bird as well from bird so this obviously is is a bigger moment than just bird is running the game this is yeah you know it calls out your bond with bird which whether or not everyone knew it it's now a very public thing and yeah. that's a issue in and of itself um you also had sort of the other tribe kind of entirely implode <laughs> uh yep. which if you want to be an ally with bird like that could be potentially devastating as well uh-huh. um yeah how do you what are you kind of feeling as you look at your kind of kind of i don't know cobbling the pieces of the season together at this moment you know honestly i was because of where I was sitting and the numbers as I could see them and who I was connected to, um, that tribal didn't feel bad to me, right? That tribal showed me that there were a ton of cracks sitting on the other side. <laughs> and, um, you know, when you're, when you're going into merge and you um, think there's a decent chance you're going to be down in numbers, um, then it, it feels good to know that things aren't solid, on that other tribe, that there are ways to break in, that you're not going to just get, you know, pagonged. Um, not that I knew that term at the time. <laughs> um, and so there was nothing, like, there was nothing about that tribal. I felt like Bird ended up in a good place out of that tribal. Um, you know, it it exposed the break between Jordan and Darcy, mm -hmm. which I felt like was good for me um, because I... I knew how close Bird was to Jordan and Darcy and um, the extent to which those two broke from each other broke up Bird's sort of core trio um, and gave me an in that I appreciated. Um, and so I, I kind of felt good coming out of that very messy tribal. I, I was, I was not, not entirely unhappy with that one. Okay. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I had perceived, because Bird had had told me that Taylor was messy, um, I had perceived Taylor as a messy player, and uh, that getting messy players out of the game for somebody who is looking for a straightforward game is a positive thing. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess then my, my next question would be, how messy did you perceive SMM to be? I that's problematic, right? Because I didn't know how messy SMM was, mm, okay. right? I still didn't really understand that that SMM, you know, I knew SMM was an experienced org player. I did not fully comprehend the extent to which SMM loves playing a chaos game, right? Um, that's that is where he that's the joy he takes in these games, I think, um, and. So I, I didn't, I didn't fully get that, you know, I still, 
that first vote <laughs> being what it was, um, I still don't know if I had absolute positive, you know, proof solid at that point that he was the Waxler vote. Mm-hmm. Um, I suspected it. I thought it was pretty likely by then. Um, but, you know, I, yeah, I did not realize how messy SNL was. <laughs> Even after he goes, I don't realize how messy he was. I don't think. Okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alliance of Survivor Game podcast. If you'd like to try your hand at Alliance, our applications are always open. You can find more information by visiting AllianceSeasons.com. Our 12th season, Hidden City, is at the final six, and we'll be down to the final five this evening, June 3rd. Come join us in the Viewer's Lounge or apply for a future season. And as always, have a week. So long, I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. So long, farewell, I'll be to say adieu. Nothing's really left or lost without a trace. Nothing's gone forever, only out of place. So long, farewell, oh, I'll be to say. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So long.